Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 71 of the Clockwork Cantina. I'm one of your hosts, Josh902, and Daniel almost broke me because his camera froze when he was making that face on my end. <laughs> and this is our other host. I just, uh, I'll be through with them, guys. I gotta, I, I, for some reason, like, every time we do the show lately, like, for the past couple of shows, I keep having to adjust my camera. Because, the, like, the way I see it, it's like, it doesn't, that's not how, it's like, not adjusted well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I have to adjust mine too. I was like, so I don't, I don't right. know why it does it. I'm like, that doesn't look good. Anyway, it was just funny. It was just funny. You froze making a funny face for like a half second, and I, I just you. happened to look over and see it, and it was like, you almost broke I gotcha, me. I got gotcha. yeah. <laughs> It was really funny. No, we're good, man. We're good. Um, Let me uh, hold up. Uh, welcome to today's episode, guys. D and D World Building Part Three. That'll be the second half of the show where we talk about. So we've been, uh, if you've been here for the previous D&D world buildings, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Uh, basically, Daniel and I have been very slowly building a world that we call Clockwork Land. Uh, that like one day... Working title, but yeah. Working title, yeah. Uh, one day it'll be a fully complete setting. Actually, you could play in it right now if you wanted to, I, I think. Which, which Josh mentioned, uh, if you haven't seen the other ones, if you haven't seen the other ones, go check them out because they're pretty cool, I think. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. We have a lot Your of fun doing it. Two episodes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I was looking at the, I was looking at the doc, and it hasn't been uh, edited since September twenty sixth, twenty twenty. So it's been a, it's been a minute it's since been we've been a, in there. It's been a good while, yeah. Yeah. So sure. it'll be fun to hop back into that. Um. Uh, but yeah, that'll be in the second half of the show. So, hang around for that. It'll be fun. I got some new tools to to play with hopefully and we'll talk about some cool things uh but first we usually start these shows off by talking about the things we've been up to the past week which i can already tell you i've ba- i've personally barely been up to anything but daniel what have you been up to the past week i for the most part i've been playing a shit ton of elite dangerous yeah uh yeah i've been playing a lot of elite dangerous as you can see I have my flight stick right here, so I've been, oh, yeah. I've been I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the things I've been playing a whole lot of. I uh, played Mario Kart for a little bit because I was on, on a friend stream. You know her, uh, Alex Pants. Uh, mm-hmm. she, she's great. Uh, playing Mario Kart over there on her stream. Uh, I I went I been getting also been getting uh, well not getting back into the, I've already been playing yesterday. Uh, Apex Legends, been playing that a little bit here and there. I beat Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I don't know if I said that last time, but that game's done. Or actually, no, I beat I beat Rise of the Tomb Raider. I've been I started Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That's what I meant to say. Gotcha. All these names are blah 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 of the Tomb Raider, so it's confusing, you know. So I started Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which I'll be continuing again, starting tomorrow for the next couple days from 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 Tuesday to probably Thursday. I'll be playing it. Um, play a little bit of Valheim again, but not a whole lot. I maybe play like half an hour of it just to hop back on and see what that was all about. Play a little bit more golf with your friends. I hopped on Red Dead Online for a little bit as well. And then yesterday when I, when, when Elite Dangerous just, I I needed a break from that. I played a little bit of CSGO because it's always fun to shoot motherfuckers. So that was fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, rewatched, uh, or rewatched the first John Wick and then the Extraction movie. 
Uh, Extraction is from Netflix. The Chris Hemsworth one. If you watch that one. Uh, watch the new episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier, which, by the way, we only have one more episode left. And we'll be talking about that next week. That'll be next week's topic, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be fun. The shitty chats about all of that. But yeah, watching the episode of that and Invincible, and that's pretty much been it. Like, yeah, it's been uh it's been it's been the good 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 stuff, man. Yeah. Uh so all I've done really, other than you know, I've watched the shows and stuff, uh Invincible and uh Falcon and Winter Soldier and all that stuff and some movies here and there. But the only thing I've really done is play Stellaris. Um, which had a new expansion come out called Nemesis or DLC or whatever they call them for Stellaris. I I don't, I'm not sure if they call them expansions or DLC. I think they call them DLC. Um, so I've been getting back into that and learning how to play that again. I've played about how many hours have I played of Stellaris? Let's have a look. See here. I've played about uh seven, seven eight hours something like that this past week. So I'm getting back into that. I've completely forgotten how to play the game, so I'm <laughs> I'm learning how to play it again. Um, but other than that, that's all I've been up to. All I've all I've done is play Stellaris. Uh, really, that's the only game that I've messed with. Gotcha. Other than uh, D and D stuff, I've been going over. Uh, well, I guess I can talk about. Uh, was it out? Hang on, let me check really quick. Something super quick. Super quick, guys. I don't remember if I've talked about the Ill Rigger class. No, it, it wasn't out yet. Last time when we did Canteen, I don't think. So, so uh, MCDM uh, over there, Matt Colville's tabletop company where they make a... They're making a bunch of tabletop stuff right now. They just released a new D&D class. That they've been that they've been working on for a little bit now, called the Ill Rigger, uh, which is kind of like the uh, like a evil paladin. It's a Hell Knight. Um, they are badass. Um, I've been looking into that quite a bit, and it's really really cool. They use these these seals, and they serve uh, a Lord of Hell, um, and they're just really cool. So if if anybody's interested in like D and D stuff. Check out the Ill Rigger. You can buy it for six dollars and sixty six cents over on MCDM's website. What a Because they think, because they think, uh, <laughs> I think somebody in Matt Coville's Twitch chat told him you should charge six dollars and sixty six cents for it. So he wrote that down, and that's what they charged for the <laughs> charged to buy the class. I have it. The art in it is great. It's totally worth the six bucks. It's really, if you all know the truth, it's worth a, a lot more than six dollars. So. They'll give those guys your support because we're big fans of Matt Coville and, and MCDM and what they're doing over there. And look forward to more of what they're doing over there. If I was well-versed, like if I was much more well-versed and in, in, in good at reviewing things, I would review this class. But I'm I'm not, I'm not, I've never really reviewed things, really. It's either I like it or I hate it. And this I like. So that's why I'm talking about it here. Um, so I've been reading into that stuff. Quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all we have for what we've been up to for this past week. So Daniel, if we want to hit the news, it looks like there's a few things here. 
That would be the bomb. Diggity. Ugh. Um. Uh oh. Whoa. You okay, Daniel? I don't know what's going on. You're 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 roboting again for me. Oh, so it's know. fucking Discord, man. Hang on one second, guys. Let me pause the recording so we can fix. I don't this. know what's going on. Sorry about. We're that. back. I think we got it fixed. I don't know what's been going on with Discord lately, but it's Discord's walking. Discord's been tripping. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. It happens, though. Anyway. Uh, news. So Let's I, hit the news. Okay, news. I was like, where would we leave off? Because you were robot for me for a little bit. I couldn't hear what the hell was going on. Okay. Yeah, I got you. So, first up, we have a trailer or gameplay trailer for TMNT's Shredder's Revenge. Oh, yeah. Let's get that up. It's, it's a very short 40-second video, but... Pretty cool. I'm about it. My boy Leo. My boy, my boy Mikey. Mikey, Mikey was always my favorite growing up. I also love Raphael. Leonardo, dude. I just like the two swords, man. Yeah. This looks, this looks fun. It looks really, really fun. Yeah, we're gonna be, we'll be playing this for sure. That looks like a heck of a good time. Shredder's Revenge. All right. What's next? Next up, we have uh, the things that were announced at the Resident Evil showcase. Uh, the demo for Resident Evil Village uh, arrives next week for PlayStation owners and early May for the other platforms. So, uh, starting at starting on May first uh, in North America at 5 p.m. Pacific through uh, May second at 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, the the demo will be available to download and play over an eight hour window. Although game time is limited to thirty minutes for each, uh, and it'll be separated into two portions for the two days. Um, and then it'll arrive for the other platforms uh, later, as I said. Um, the 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 uh. Hold up, I think I mixed that up. So May first, and then uh, and then April seventeenth is when the so it should be available now actually. I think five p.m. Well, it was available from two days ago to yesterday, and then the castle one will be on the twenty fourth. So there's the village demo and the castle demo. So the village demo already happened. And the castle gotcha. demo will be on the 24th at 5 p.m. Pacific to April 25th, 1 a.m. Pacific. Out here in North America. 
And of course, the times will vary if you're in Europe or Asia or somewhere else. Um, and they had another trailer. They had a story trailer number two, which had more of uh, Lady Dimitrescu and your, your main character, Ethan Winters. I, have, I actually haven't seen this. I haven't either. So we're going to be, uh, Josh is throwing it up for, 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 all, for you all. And uh, yeah, let's see what this is all about. I feel like I'm going to be missing some info because I didn't play, I haven't played any of these newer ones, but I would like to. I think, I think all you need to do is play seven, honestly. Yeah. Like, as long as you play seven, you should be okay. I haven't played it either, but like, it feels like they're continuing from that. So, yeah. Basically, you know, just based off of what I what we got here, because after six came out, they kind of just like re, they kind of like did a soft reboot of of the whole thing, right? So mm-hmm. with seven, they like went back to their roots a little bit and kind of redid that one, but or we made it as like how the older ones were, and now they're kind of continuing that with this one here. Oh lord! Yeah, I'm kind of interested. I'm I'm kind of intrigued by the seventh one as well, even though I never. I have yet to play it. This one looks like it could be uh, something as well. Mm-hmm. <gasps> it's it's uh, there. She is. It's the biggin. Oh man! Don't cut the don't don't cut his hand. Oh, she, look at that. she's <laughs> like sucking the blood off your hand. Or <laughs> that that gift could be taken. Uh, a number of other ways, or like, <laughs> that, that, that video, that little segment there could be taken any number of ways. It, Capcom needs to be careful with that shit right there. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Especially the way people have been acting about her, man. It's like, you gotta, yeah. yeah, yeah, hold on. Hold, you, gotta, you gotta chill out with that a little bit, man. That's okay. It's only a matter of time until she turns into some gigantic, grotesque monster in the game. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. That's probably true. I mean, there's, you know, there's no way they, she's that tall and big or whatever and then like she's not gonna turn into something too crazy right i sure you know how to say the name ethan ethan everybody's just saying this guy's name like shit like fuck sucks the fuck but yeah i I'm not sure what the hell's going on here. I don't know. I don't know, Dick. Because again, we both have not played uh, Resident Evil Seven, and then like that dude at the end there is supposed to be like Chris, but he don't look like Chris. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like in, in every Resident Evil game, they like change the appearance of the characters, so like there isn't really. These games are weird. It's like they're con- they're like sequels in like number only but like they don't really have a connecting like there's no connecting like fucking tissue between them right like it's just mm-hmm. here's here they like change up the look of the characters every game and like they there's no there's no yeah there's no consistency to these games so i don't know what the hell's going on most of the time yeah i don't know i do not know but anyway uh if they don't care, why should we? So uh, we're just gonna treat this as a as a game within itself that maybe connects to seven. Uh, I would imagine. But anyway, there's your little there's a little trailer for uh, for uh, Resident Evil Village. 
they're bringing back Resident Evil Mercenaries, which is a game mode that they used to have in some of the older games. Like uh, I remember, I think it was in Resident Evil Four. Uh, it appeared in. It, I think it first started in Resident Evil Three, and then they. It was the last time they used it was in uh, Resident Evil Six. Uh, but the the whole. The whole the the whole idea is to uh, compete for new for high scores and you know racking up kills and collecting time extension bonuses and whatnot. Um, so they're bringing that back in in this new game, which should be pretty interesting. Good shot. Um, yeah, I have, yeah, I have a little video up playing for you guys in the chat yeah. there. Yeah, for those of you who are watching the video version, there it is. And if you're if you're just listening to us, yeah, they're showing off all the supplies and and the guns. weapons and whatnot you can get from the uh, from the shop right now. Ooh, guns, guns, guns! From the Duke. Yeah, I remember playing this game mode in like the like yeah like Resident Evil what was it five or and four. I don't think I've really played played these. The I I usually always played it like co op because it was more fun that way as opposed to playing it by yourself. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean it's 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 a you know it's a fun game mode if you want to like challenge yourself you know by trying to get kills and 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 looking for the time bonus thingies and upgrades and that kind of dealio if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, I uh, um, growing up I didn't really play the Resident Evils that much. Uh, but now I've have waited so long they've started remaking them, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have started remaking them. Um, but yeah, which, I mean, yeah, I have heard that the second one is like a is a good one, and then the third one is just like too short or like some you know. Yeah, I think they cut out like an entire section of the third not one. Not as not as good as the second one, but uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Anyways, there's your mercenaries. Yes, sir. So there's your mercenaries. And then another thing that they announced during this uh, Resident Evil uh, uh, showcase um, is they showed off the, the trailer for Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Uh, which is the new Netflix uh, feature coming to, or yeah, the new Resident Evil Netflix feature coming in July, uh, with Leon and Claire, and you know, I think I think we saw some, or or actually we will watch something like that because I think I have it here in our rundown. Let me check. No, actually we watched. Oh yeah, we do, we do, we do, we do, we do. Which got it. So so we'll be watching that here in a bit when we get to the TV news. We'll have a a, a little clip about this. Uh, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness thing, and it, like I watched it already, and it looks pretty good. I'll be curious to see your to hear your thoughts on it, because yeah, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that though. And then uh, I think the last thing was they're announcing a uh, or they announced a collaboration with uh, Dead by Daylight. Yeah. So they're gonna reveal the Resident Evil chapter on May twenty fifth. During Dead by Daylight's fifth anniversary stream, uh, the release will be uh, in June. So they're gonna release this uh, this DLC or whatever in June. Well, well then, 
I guess Dead by Daylight's still very popular, huh? Yeah, I, people still play the game. It's uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, people, people, people really enjoy it. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Not uh, really my deal. Yeah, I, I used mm-hmm. to play it, but I just, I, I can't. After, like just playing the same stuff over and over again, I, I just, I, I can't. <laughs> And yeah, I, I joked about that. Like, what if it was? What if they made the killer lady Dimitrescu? You just have this giant woman chasing you around, trying to step on you and shit. Like, goddamn, that would suck. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Bro, I throw, I throw, I throw like, I throw everybody in there. Like, I put multiple killers in. I'd be like, give me, nemesis give me nemesis. Cool. Yeah, nemesis and is dope. Give me lady D. Give me a. Uh, I'll give that lady the D if you know something, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Mister X. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, he, he would. He actually would be pretty good too. Yeah, him and Nemesis. Yeah, him and Nemesis is one of the first ones I thought of as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. What do we got next? <laughs> so next up, we have. Uh, uh, that we'll talk about the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And how it will have a photo mode. Hell yeah. How many how many pictures are you gonna be taking, Josh? All the pictures. Black and all white color. You're gonna you gonna be like become a, a, a gaming photographer right? with all the angles and the and the filters and all that shit. <laughs> yeah boy. Look, I cannot wait for this. I tell you, it's only it's not even that far away now. Like No, it's, it's not. It's like less little less than a month now, right? Yeah, it's like exciting. exciting. May fourteenth is the release date for it, and it's like, oh my god, like three, three weeks, ish, just about something like that. Something um, like that. Three, three and a half. I can't wait, man. I can't wait to dive back in and go through that journey again. I can't wait to be hanging out in Daniel's streams when he's playing them. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be in there all the time, and be like. Daniel, that's my favorite character, so don't get him killed. No, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna be doing that, but like you know, I'll be in yeah. there and being like, man, I love so, it. I love this so shit. I I'm gonna, yeah, like Josh said, I'm gonna be streaming it for the first time because I have not played the original trilogy of Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. I've only played Andromeda, so I'm, I'm, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to actually go get to play the uh, the OG ones for the first time. We gotta get, we gotta get Bob to play them, and we gotta get Hedda's gonna be playing it. I know. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be like, all right, jump real quick. Yeah, damn right, yeah, damn right. Yeah. I, I I go left. <laughs> go left. Right. Now up there, Daniel. Up there. Shoot him yeah. in the head. You know, stupid shit like that. No. I, I'm I am waiting for somebody to jump into the chat and be like, like you said, like you were joking, like, oh, don't kill this person because <laughs> they're my favorite, or, or you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I just I know I just know it's gonna happen at some point by somebody. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna try not to do that. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna be in there just watching and being like. Yeah, yeah, I did that same choice here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same thing here. Or even if you didn't, be like, "Yo, I didn't make that choice, but let's see how this plays out." You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious to how you're gonna play because, like, there's. We'll I, see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I, again, I've, I've never played them, so I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out, man. We'll, we'll see how. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see when the time comes. I can't wait. It's gonna be exciting. Three, We're gonna three be promoting that. We, uh... We'll be promoting that every week on Cantina. Be like, "Oh, glad Daniel play Mass Effect. Do it." Dude, don't watch anybody else go watch Daniel play Mass Effect. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because I'll be playing for the first time. So, you know, if you guys mm-hmm. are 
wanted to see a first uh, a, a clean uh what we, we can't say blind playthrough anymore so like a a first time not knowing anything that happens playthrough you know you come come uh come come watch me play the play the play the games because i haven't played any of the original three so we're going through them when the time comes but uh yeah you got anything else for the gaming news uh, this week other than uh, that lord of the rings mmo got canceled i saw that um yeah but we didn't have any info on it either it's just like if it was a thing that was gonna happen, and now it's not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. I don't, and I don't think there's anything else at the moment. It is at the start of the week, though, so things will pop up as they come along. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else. All right, I have one more thing then. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, you remember how we were talking about in the past how Sony was maybe gonna shut down the PlayStation stores for PS3 and the PS Vita? Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Jim Ryan on the PlayStation, which was the CEO, um, and Sony Interactive's president, wrote on the PlayStation blog that uh, uh, recently we've notified players that the PlayStation Store for PS3 and PS Vita devices were planned to end this summer. Upon further reflection, however, it's clear that we made the wrong decision here. So today, I'm happy to say that we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for the PS3 and PS Vita devices. Uh, PSP commerce functionality will retire on June or July 2nd, 2021 as planned. So they're shutting down the PSP stuff, but they're keeping PS3 and PS Vita. Uh, cause I remember, I think, I think it was a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. We mentioned how we were, how, how Sony was planning on shutting down the, uh, the stores for the PS3 and the PS Vita and, and all that, and all that stuff. But, uh, they reversed their decision. And, uh, I think this, this is a good, good, a smart move on their part. Yeah. Agreed. Because uh, I think that would have been pretty shitty if they uh, shut that down. Um, but yeah, good, good on you, Sony and Jim Ryan and all you guys. You came to your senses and you didn't remove entire storefronts from, you know, for folks. So that's good on you. Uh, oh, I do have one other thing. Okay. Um, uh, Path of Exile uh, did a new league Friday. They started a new league. You know, they do new leagues every once in a while. They introduce new mechanics, and then everybody kind of starts over clean. Yeah. Uh, kind of like seasons and stuff like that they do. Mm -hmm. uh, they had... Uh, I think they had a lot of issues. I think there were long lines. They were... Uh, Path of Exile's new league launch is a disaster of disconnects, server issues, and most notably... They allowed streamers to jump the login queue. So when they start um, these new leagues, they have a login queue because there's so many people just trying to get in the game. They mm -hmm. let stream some streamers jump ahead of the queue, and that start, started some controversy, as it I usually actually, does. I think I did hear about that somewhere, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think they had a post. I believe they had a blog post. Let me see if I can find it. Path of Exile uh, login queue streamers see if i can find the path of exile studio apologizes as as page streamers allowed to skip server queue so grinding mm -hmm. gears games have apologized for allowing page streamers to skip the server queue what they mean by page streamer is they gave people ad money to stream the game um, yeah. so they let those people that they paid ad money to skip the queue so they could get in get in and show off the game um yeah. 
Path of Exile producer Chris Wilson posted an update on the Reddit, and I have that right here. I'll read it to you. Um, and I'll read it to you really quick. It says, uh, hey, everyone. It has been a long day, but we wanted to put together a few thoughts while we have a moment waiting for our next server fix to uh, for our next server fix to build. The, the This launch has been rough, to say the least. In this post, we plan to address both the ongoing technical realm st stability issues and the conversation around streamers getting priority in the login queue. We are sorry that this is being addressed so late in the day. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. So they had technical issues, which is like... Uh, Uh, let's read here. It says, immediately upon launching the le league, we could see that the queue was running incredibly slow. At the rate that it was emptying, it'd be at least two hours to get everyone into the game. The reason was that when players logged into their accounts, the server would migrate any previously unmigrated ritual characters to standard, which could take quite a lot of time, demand. Um, uh, they had some human error here that made things go slower. The big thing I wanted to get to was the stream part, not the technical part, because I found that to be kind of interesting. Mm. Um, okay, so while this was all going on, we managed to also commit a pretty big faux pas and enrage the entire community by allowing streamers to bypass the really slow queue that we mentioned previously. The backstory is that we have recently been doing some proper paid influencer marketing. That involves arranging, arranging for big streamers to showcase Path of Exile to their audiences for money. They have hashtag ad in their titles. We have arranged. We had arranged to pay for two hours of streaming, and we ran, and we ran right into a login queue that would take two hours to clear. This was about as close as you could get to literally setting a bit, setting a big pile of money on fire. So we made the hasty decision to allow those streamers to bypass the queue. Most streamers did not ask for this and should not be held to blame for what happened. We also allowed some other streamers who weren't involved in the campaign to skip the queue, too, so that we weren't on the back foot. Uh, the decision to allow any streamer to bypass the queue was clearly a mistake. Instead of offering viewers something to watch while they waited, it offended all of our players who were eager to get into the game and weren't able to, while instead having to watch others enjoy that freedom. It's completely understandable that many players were unhappy about this. We tell people that Path, the Path, the Path of Exile League starts are a fair playing field for everyone, and we need to actually make sure that that is the reality. We will not allow streamers to bypass the login queue in the future. We will instead make sure the queue works much better so that it's a fast process and everyone, uh, for everyone and is always a fair playing field. We will also plan future marketing campaigns with contingencies in mind to better handle that kind of situation in the future. It is completely understandable that many players are unhappy and how today has gone on several fronts. This has no intention of trying to convince you to be happy with these outcomes. We simply want to provide you some insight about what happened and why it happened and what we're doing in the future. And we were very unhappy with it as well. So that's what they were saying over on the Path of Exile thing. Um, I kind of understand the, the player outrage of it because, because there's like community, there's like races, right? Like everybody's like racing to get to the top of the top. When you give somebody an advantage, particularly the streamers that are able to stream all this stuff, like it's like them getting a jump start on everybody else, right? Like 
but I also understand that they, they gave people as ad money and it was like they didn't want to waste their money. Yeah. So, but it seems like in the future that's not going to be a thing that happens and that they're going to work on on making that better. But I didn't want to bring it up because it was a little bit of a, I don't, I guess it was a controversy, I guess. Uh, to me, it wasn't that big of a controversy because I didn't play Path of Exiles. I haven't played this league yet. So, um, yeah. but I thought it was an interesting discussion over streamers and ad money and, 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 and getting a jump start on everybody else kind of stuff. But, um, looks to me like they're working to try to make that better in the future. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of all I got the got on that. I don't know if you have any thoughts on streamers getting like a little bit of a head start or any of that. On uh, that. If not, we can move on. I mean, it's it's a little weird, right? Because we're both streamers as well. So mm -hmm. it's like if if we got like for example, I mean, you play more Path of Exile than I do because like mm -hmm. I, I I haven't played Path of Exile for a very long time. Um, so it's a little weird, like. Because like for me, like if if they if they like, or or for, let's say for you or for or for both of us, let's fuck it. If they like mm -hmm. gave us early like if they let us jump in over the thing, like how 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 would you, would you would you do it or would you would you wait like what, what, what like if they especially like you said if they or, or regardless of even if they did or didn't like you know have your stream as like a, a sponsored ad or whatever like because you said they did both right. Yeah, well, so, they did. They did both, and they did it without even telling streamers. Mm -hmm. I think was the thing as well. So, like, the streamers didn't even know. Yeah, I which, imagine which, some of them did. Which, 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 least. good, good for them on being like, "Yo, it's not the streamers' fault." So, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's 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 a bit of a weird one. Like, I, I, I think like that stuff is 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 cool and all like but but also i can kind of see i got basically what i'm trying to say is i can see both sides of it like yeah i do too like like i you know i'm i i think it's dope that they like you know let them in before or, or like you know they i don't know it, it's such a weird it's such a weird thing because again i can see both sides of it but like i don't i don't really know how to like properly uh say what i'm trying to say because it's like it's both cool but also like, I don't know. I I think I think the way that they could have done this is maybe like, like uh, if they can, like maybe set up like another instead of having them jump through the 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 uh, the normal like servers or whatever. Maybe mm -hmm. like every time they like introduce a new league or something, maybe they could have like a streamer server where they can just put everybody in first. You know? Yeah, I don't know. And then do it that way, maybe. I don't. I don't know what this. I don't know. The the biggest thing is like I totally understand them giving them priority access. They yeah. paid those people for to showcase the game, and you're stuck in a queue for two hours. Doesn't really. That's not good. That's not. Yeah. That's not a good look. No. It's not going to get people to want to play the game. So I understand them giving, you know, the ones they gave ads, you know, priority access. On the other hand, it really sucks because there's a lot of racing and stuff like that that happens at the start of a new league. It can at the start of a new league, everybody starts clean, right? That means the economy is reset. Anybody that gets in there early and is able to hang in there early is going to have a huge leagues in terms, a huge leap in terms of currencies, uh, which is big in Path of Exile. So, you know, I see both sides of the argument here. Um, but it looks like grinding gear is leaning more towards the players as a whole 
and not toward the the streamers that they paid. Um, and in the future, won't be doing that. Instead, they're going to work on trying to get those queues down because there's always queues. Like whenever the Path of Exile starts a new league, there's always giant queues that you have to sit there and wait in. And then, and then I think this league in particular was also plagued by a bunch of disconnects and shit like that, and that just makes it even worse. Makes it even worse. Um, so yeah, I see both sides of the argument here. Um, uh, hopefully in the future that they in future leagues they will do a much better job of of that and mitigating those cues and and doing their marketing maybe a little bit better because to be honest with you in, in recent in the recent couple two three years Path of Exile has gotten huge like it really has gotten huge every league there's thousands of people watching uh, that game including me including me playing it I love Path of Exiles and I can't wait for like the Path of Exile 2 that they've got coming like probably next year probably going to compete with the the next Diablo um when that comes along so we'll we'll be seeing seeing more of uh, seeing more about that uh but if that's all we got to say on that matter we can move on to the yeah. uh movie news or television news sorry uh so what do we got up first Daniel so First up, for our uh, TV news, is uh, Castlevania is set to end with season four over at Netflix. They uh, uh, have stated that uh, the series will debut on May 13 and consist of a final 10 episodes. Uh, but Netflix is also looking at the poss- uh, possibly developing a new show set in the Castlevania universe that would feature a new set of characters. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the uh, the first season of Castlevania only had, as you remember, only had four episodes. Then the second one had eight, and then season three had ten. So then this final one is also going to have ten. Uh. But yeah, that's uh, we're we're getting an ending to uh to Netflix's Netflix's Castlevania, which I've enjoyed. I, I really like it. To me, it's one of their better uh, anime and you know anime type shows that they've done. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm about it. I'm 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 glad that they're uh, ending it on their own. And then yeah, thank God they're not getting canceled. They're not. Yeah, they're not getting canceled, or they're not, or 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 even the opposite of that. They're not going. Uh, they're not extending it uh, more than they need to, mm-hmm. so they're 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 gonna be doing what they need, and that's it, you know. So it's good. It's like it's we good got a story. Fun. We're gonna we got a we got an ending inside, and how we want to do it, and we're gonna do that. So hell yeah, we yeah. want people to be able to finish it the way they want to. They want it drawn out and watered down and no. ruined. No, 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 nobody wants that. But yeah. I'm excited. I'll definitely be checking this out in May when it releases. Ten episodes. Good stuff. All right. Next up, we have that Resident Evil Infinite Darkness uh, little little trailer thing here. Well, let's play this here. So let's check it out. And I, I've already seen this, so let me know what you uh, what you think. Leon. Ooh. What are we looking at? Oh my god, Zambies. 
<laughs> Look at all those zombies. The little boy drew that, bro. What the fuck? Disturbing, yeah. Yeah, Leon, you need your brown coat. You're in a suit. He's got a suit uh, on. She says it too. She's like, "Yo, you, 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 you ain't supposed to be wearing that." Yeah. But yeah, I think this looks good. This looks like, yeah, look, this looks fun. Yeah. I'll check. I'll check. Oh my god. <laughs> there it is. If I was a uh, more scaredy cat, man, that jump scare would have got me, but it didn't because I'm a brave man. <laughs> no, it looks fun. It looks cool, man. We're fucking right. president. President's right. under attack by uh by zombies. Cool. Watch out for the zombies. Don't let them get you. Uh, brand new unprecedented scale in July. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. That looks good. No, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I thought it looked good too. Like even just the 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 style of what they're going for and everything. I'm like, that looks pretty damn cool. Uh, but yeah, next up, uh, we have the uh, some more Last of Us news. Uh, so as we all know, they're doing a. Uh, Last of Us TV show, mm. and they have cast another person in addition to uh, Pedro Pascal as Joel, and um, I think her name's Bella Ramsey as uh, Ellie. But now we have, uh, now we have ourselves a Tommy. It's uh, Gabriel Luna from. Uh, from Terminator Dark Fate, he's going to be joining the uh, the show as 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 uh, Joel's brother Tommy. Uh, which for me is kind of weird because it's like cool that we're getting more 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 Latino guys in, in this stuff, right? But it's mm -hmm. like I know Joel and Tommy is white dudes, so I'm like this, this is kind of weird. <laughs> like 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 I, like don't get me wrong, I'm sure it'll be good and all, but I'm just like, huh, I'm I'm just. I'm used to them being white, and now they're they're making them Latino, which you know, I don't know. It's just weird, but 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 anyway, cool. I'm all I'm, I'm all for these guys getting more more opportunities and and, and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, he he he. Tommy is a is a. I forget. I don't think you've played Last of Us, have you, Josh? No, not really. I never met Tommy. So, I never played enough to meet Tommy. So yeah, okay. So Tommy, he's a pretty uh, he's a pretty big character in in these in these games. Um, obviously, you know, the brother of Joel, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool that, that they, uh, they're going after, uh, or the way that they're casting this, like, it's, it's, it's interesting. It, it'll definitely make the show different than the, uh, than the games, which is exciting. Cause I mean, we, we, most of us have already played the games, so we know what that is. And and anytime you kind of adapt the game into something, you kind of want to change it up a little bit, just so it's not exactly the same. You're not you're not going through the exact same thing you played through already. So I am intrigued in, in how they're going to do this. I'll definitely be checking this show out uh, whenever it, it it it's it's out. But uh, yeah, this is an interesting interesting choice here. 
Um, yeah, it's just this is gonna be it's just gonna make things a lot more different from 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 the game to the show, which could be good, could be bad. I don't know. We'll, we'll, time will tell. But uh, but I personally enjoy the first game. I have not played the second one. Um, but uh, yeah, the first one was, was was pretty good. So I'm curious to see how how and what like they will uh, adapt into the the show. So cool stuff. Yeah. Sweet. Now I'll never have to play the games. I just watch the show. <laughs> well, I mean, they're going to be different, but I get you. Yeah. Uh, I'll play them as, I'll play the first one at some point at the very least. So, well so we have, uh, yeah, we have some, a little bit of Game of, Game of Thrones news. Uh, the prequel House of, House of the Dragon has cast another person in a key role. Uh, Fabian Frankel, which I'm not familiar with this with this guy to be honest, Same. but uh, he's been casting a key role for this uh, for the show. He will be a member of King Viserys the First Targaryen's Kingsguard, whose actions helped pave the way to civil war. Uh, he will play Sir Kristen Cole member of the king's guard a knight whose bold actions helped pave way to civil war he is the common born son of the steward to the lord of blackhaven he has no claim to lands or titles all he has is his honor and his skill with the sword and lance he is a challenger a champion cheered by the commons beloved beloved of the ladies he is a lover or is he a seducer or is he a betrayer or is he a breaker of hearts and a maker of kings. Welcome to Westeros. Good lord. Fabian, and keep that sword shop. Um, yeah, he hasn't been in a whole lot. I'm looking at his IMDb. He's got like one, two, three. Three, three things that are out currently. One well, thing that's in post-production and then the House of Dragon, which is in pre-production. So. Well, there you go. I mean, getting getting unknowns to, to become something, right? That's, yeah. that's, all, that's good, good, good stuff there. Uh, cast in there but anyway uh yeah so again the house of dragon tells the story of the targaryen family set 300 years before the events of game of thrones that's what this show is about um so yeah pretty cool that's a that's a hell of a description there though huh fucking that yeah. i just read off there not too long ago i was like god damn yeah all right well that's that's that and speaking of Game of Thrones, the other thing we have here is also Game of Thrones related. Uh, let's talk about all the Game of Thrones spinoffs in development, because, dude, they have a lot of Game of Thrones spinoffs in development. The show ended two years ago, but they're they're trying to keep this thing, this train moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have, obviously, House of the Dragon, which we just mentioned. Uh, it's it's going to be in production this year, if it isn't already. Uh, it's currently eyeing a 2022 debut, so next year, 10 episodes. Um, and I mentioned what that's about. They have Tales of Dunkin' Egg, which is a, uh, spinoff, uh, based on, off of the adventures of Sir Duncan the Tall, a.k.a. Dunk, and young Aegon Targaryen, a.k.a. Egg, uh, set... Set place ninety years before the start of A Song of Ice and Fire, 
so before 90 years before the original game of thrones or, or the you know the game of thrones show this origin story uh precedes aegon being crowned lord of the seven kingdoms and electing his old pal dunk as lord commander of the king's god um then they have another one with a working title called 10,000 ships uh arya stark named her direwolf nymeria after the legendary war queen who married Lord Mors Martell and ruled over Dorne for over two decades. Uh, so the, this working title alludes to the legendary tale of Nymeria fleeing the dragon lords in Essos and crossing over into the channel of the, in the Summer Sea, where she burned down her entire fleet of ships. Uh, and this will be about a thousand years before the Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, making it the earliest project, you know, the earliest in timeline wise of all these uh, of all these spinoffs. Um, Nine voyages uh, will have a direct tie in to House of Dragon from the creator of Rome, Bruno Heller. Uh, this show would likely follow uh, Lord Corle Corleus Valerian aka the sea snake uh and there isn't a whole lot of information about this one uh other than uh this show is uh well they're, they're waiting on this one to be greenlit um depending on how that character that i just mentioned corleus valerian uh which is will be portrayed by steve toussaint how his character does in the house of the dragon show so they're already planning a spin-off for the spin-off, but they're waiting to see how people respond to that character. And then there's another one called Flea Bottom, uh, which would give viewers a gritty glimpse at the lives of everyday citizens in the in the poor district of King's Landing. Uh before sailing the narrow sea, the Onion Knight himself, Lord Davos Seaworth, was born in Flea Bottom became a sailor to escape the slum. Sir Duncan the Tall of uh, Tales of Duncan Egg lived in Flea Bottom until he was knighted by Arlen of Pennytree at the age of 16. So that's what Flea Bottom is. And then we have one more, which is an animated series, and there's no information on it other than uh, they're wanting to do an animated Game of Thrones show. So Those yeah. are all the spinoffs they have in the works. Now, I know you're kind of like me and like we really like in in terms of like we, I really haven't had much interest in Game of Thrones related things after the show ended. But considering that these are spin-offs and that they are not being helmed by the other two guys that fucked up the original show. <laughs> uh are any of these based off the descriptions uh in, in interest you or intrigue you or or even like even remotely like I might check that out. To be honest with you, no, not no. really at all. Not not okay. not a big. Uh, that's fair. Not a not a not like I'll probably check them out, obviously, because I will. But nothing that's like, oh my god, I gotta see that. Like I haven't felt that way about Game of Thrones since they ruined the end of the last Game of Thrones. You know, like, and no offense to these new guys, I know it's not the same folks or any of that, but uh, it's just you know I haven't had any urge to really return to that world. I mean. Flea Bottom, do I really want to hear about the everyday people in the shitty part of the city? Like, no, not really. 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you there on that one. I don't, I don't know what like, the, I don't, the plan is with that. I don't get that. An animated series? Honestly, if there was an animated series, that might be more interesting to me than any of this other live-action shit, to be honest. But there's, like, almost no details about it other than we want to do an animated there series. Is, yeah, they did. Yeah, they just they just <laughs> want to do one, but I, there's no, there's, we don't know anything about it. But yet. what about you? How about you? How are you feeling on this? Do you want to re-go down I'm on probably... the end? For me, it'll depend on how the trailers work. Like, I'm probably gonna check out House of the Dragon just because, like, that one seems kind of, like, again, this, the the what 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 are their names? Fucking uh, D and D, the two Dave guys and that, Benny Off and yeah, Benny uh, Off and one when uh, the other guy uh, Weiss. Yeah, well, there you go, Benny Off and Weiss. They they're not involved in this at all. So that that immediately like, all right, that's someone that's that's great. Um, but yeah, I think it'll depend on the trailers. The animated one, definitely, depending on how they like what they want to do with that, definitely could be more intriguing. Um, I I don't really care about Fleet Bottom. Uh, Nine Voyages is kind of like I don't I don't know this character yet, so I can't really speak on that, really, because again, this is a this is they're planning this one, which is a spinoff. Of the spinoff, but we don't even know. We haven't even met the character yet from the from the House of Dragon spinoff. So that one, I, I you know, got got to see the character first, and then ten thousand. I mean, again, for a lot of these, I just don't. I'm just not familiar with like too much of the lore of Game of Thrones or, or whatever. So I don't really like like nothing like nothing really excites me either. But like, I'm I'm slightly intrigued. Like if they can, you know, if they can like bring back the good faith from that they used to have from from the earlier seasons of game of thrones and whatnot before they fucked it all up then then i'll be on board but i mean it just it just depends on how how they uh how they handle it how the trailer looks and all that stuff because i mean they they could just well they could very well just pull a, a walking dead and like have a million spinoffs and i just don't care anymore you know yeah right because like yeah I, I used to i used to love walk for, for those who are unaware i used to love the walking dead like first three seasons i was all about it then after that gradually little by little i just started enjoying it less and less and then um to, at a you know at one point or, or, or until i just stopped watching it and then i just don't i used to watch fear the walking dead like i watched like the first two or three seasons or a couple seasons of that and then i just didn't care either and then i just when when they when they overdo it and there's just too much of it i just don't really like it which also brings me to another one like the cw shows there's just so many now that i'm just like do, do i really want to watch all that shit you know but uh yeah i i it, long story short it'll depend i need to see the trailers and, and all that stuff so that's how it is for me but we yeah. can move on from the uh the, the trailer or the game of thrones talk um we have one last thing here for TV news. And Netflix has announced uh, the second volume of Love, Death, and Robots. You remember this show, Love, Death, and Robots? Yeah, I do. I didn't watch the entire thing, but I've watched I watched certain episodes that you guys said you should check out. So Yeah. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I um uh, I really enjoy this. The first volume at least, because uh to me, it was kind of like an animated Black Mirror. If anybody's ever seen, if, for those of you who have seen Black Mirror, you know you know what I'm talking about. So, Love, Death, and Robots was kind of like 
an animated version of that, like just random things that, that they would do. They were all different episodes and they were all doing their own kind of thing. And it was, it was really enjoyable. Like if you, again, it, like if you haven't seen love death and robots volume one, go check that out. Cause there's some great stuff in that. There's some like really, really good stuff in here. So go, go check that out uh, before volume two comes out. Cause it's, I, I really, really enjoy love death and robots. It's, 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 it's good stuff, man. They're great little stories that they that they tell here in this format. And as you can see here, if you're seeing this, the animation is uh pretty well pretty great, pretty well done. Oh, nice. <laughs> yep, dog taking a shit. Wouldn't that be nice though? Like uh if you just, you just have a little robot walk your dog and it clean cleans up all the shit after it, that'd be that'd be cool. I'll be honest with you, this looks fucking dope. It this is, looks fucking dude. dope, like, dude. What you should do, Josh? I mean, I, I, I hate, I hate, I hate telling people you should do, but like, I would strongly recommend to you to go finish season one, the stuff that you haven't finished watching, because it is Love, Death, and Robots is rad as hell, man. I remember looking at some of those shorts that in the first season, it was like, I want a show based on just this short. Yeah. You know, they, like, they, that's what the show does it's so cool man like they have like an, they have like a couple episodes where you're like i want a show just on this one episode alone like they could take this idea and just create a whole fucking world like out of just that mm -hmm. but yeah i'm excited uh season two coming in uh on, on may 14th and then we have a volume three next year so that is really really cool i forget how long it's been since volume one but it's been a little bit i guess it's been it's a been while a it's been a little bit. It's been a while, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy it. I definitely, definitely am looking forward to uh, to volume two. And again, I, I, I hate to, I hate telling anybody you should do this because I hate when people tell me you should do that because I like because I'm the kind of person I'm like I don't have to do shit, you know. But <laughs> but but I digress. I would strongly recommend to those of you out there if you have not seen. Uh, Love, Death, and Robots Volume 1 over at Netflix, I would strongly recommend checking that out. It's really, really good. I would compare it to, like, an animated Black Mirror, like I said. And then, like, they have so many great episodes that, like Josh was saying earlier, that, like, you could have an entire world or, like, just a whole, whole new show just based off, like, one or, like, a couple episodes of that, like, you can just pick one one episode of that out and then be like, you can just make whole, a whole other thing about this one episode. Like, it's so good. So, yeah, again, strongly recommend for those of you who haven't seen it, go check it out. Love, Death, and Robots is really, really rad. Really, really good. Um, yeah, I'm excited for Volume 2. Hell yeah. That, that, that trailer got me pretty hyped, man. Looks great. Hell yeah. Can't wait to see some of those worlds. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, I believe that is it for our TV news. Rest in peace, television news for this week. You're dead. We're moving on. Bye 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 bye. Bye bye bye. Um. So we're gonna do the moving news. Moving news, indeed. Moving news. Some exciting things. First up here. on the movies, we have another trailer. 
This one is for Army of the Dead, which is the uh, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder, Dave Bautista zombie movie in Vegas. Oh yeah, which seems like really bizarre. Like, like I'm like I'm gonna check this movie out, of course. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like I don't know, like, like it's like, like you'll see what I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. it's. I like the idea of having a zombie movie in Vegas because that's just kind of different than from other stuff that we've seen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm. It's this world that they're like setting up here in this, uh, in this movie is or trailer is uh, pretty intriguing. Yeah, I think this is just gonna be like, it's gonna be a good summer actiony popcorn movie, right? Yeah. Like, Like it's like a heist. It's like a heist zombie movie, and you're like, "Why?" Like, yeah. There's a there's like, a lot there's a lot of macho in this <laughs> this trailer. By the way, you're kind of like, "What do they need money for in a zombie apocalypse?" Right? But I mean, maybe this world, like this world, is just you know. And look they at can... all those fucking zombies, dude! Jesus. I mean, my guess is like an outbreak started but they've they've turned it around right so like they've got these quarantine zones like here where there's zombies everywhere would be my guess mm-hmm. we got a we got a zombie showgirl there for you yeah she's just uh but these zombies are smart bro did you see that smart zombies yeah they are smart zombies they have these feelings are- I just know that if there was a real zombie apocalypse, I would not want to go up against these. Guys. No, I wouldn't want to be in Vegas either. That seems like a terrible idea. Yeah, this looks like fucking fun. Yeah. Fucking Elvis. Yeah. Plus... Plus we love we love Batista, right? Yeah. Also, uh fuck zombie tigers. Yeah, no, fuck everything about zombie tigers, bro. I'm not about zombie tigers. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, that's uh, that'll be on I'm May. Just... Dude, dude, there's a lot of stuff dropping next month on Netflix, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm just that's trying to crazy. figure out whether that guy's got a baseball bat. That seems like a terrible weapon to have. I mean against these <laughs> zombies, yeah. <laughs> these, that these looks fun. These are dodge and weave and like they're smart mm-hmm. and shit. Fuck all that, dude. Give like I'm a... not, I'm not expecting Oscar worthy, but it looks fun. I'm gonna have fun watching that. No, nobody's expecting Oscar worthy from this. I mean, come on, <laughs> this is gonna be a fun action movie. That's all it is. Yeah, Zambies and Bautista, man. Like, come on now. I'm about it. But yeah. I'm definitely, I'll definitely be uh, watching that when it releases next month. There's gonna be a lot of stuff I'm gonna be watching on Netflix next month. God what was the, what was the last good zombie movie I watched? Shit, I don't even know. I what do we got next? You. Next up, uh, we have news of a Saints Row movie, which I, I'll be honest, I didn't even know they were working on a Saints Row movie. I feel like I'd heard rumors, but not like. But, they're saying, or the writer of the movie says that the Saints Row movie will be influenced by the Warriors and Escape from New York. I mean, that's, that's two good things, right? So, 
uh, <laughs> it goes kind of bonkers and just absolutely insane, which is which is what you would expect from uh, a Saints Row movie. Uh, so yeah, so Greg Russo, co-writer of the recent Mortal Kombat adaptation. So th- so this guy who's writing the Saints Row movie co-wrote the new Mortal Kombat movie. Hmm. Uh, he's writing the screenplay for the Saints Row movie, and uh, he says uh, it's a tricky, it's a tricky one, right? I love the franchise. I played all the games. Huge fan of it. And we have a director, F. Gary Gray, who's attached to it. Uh, which I didn't know he F. Gary Gray was was uh, the director of this movie too. Like that's that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, he also says um, uh, he's done. The... He's got a great vision for it, and he knows what he wants to do. Uh, then he went on to to elaborate on. Um, on uh, the uh, the storytelling tactics and film influences on the project. So he says, from a storytelling perspective, it was two things. The tricky thing with something like Saints Row is going to be tone right away, because if you know the franchise, you know that it basically had two tones. It has more of a gritty tone, which is in the first couple of games. Then it goes completely bonkers and just absolutely insane. So he wanted to make sure that we weren't isolating either either of those. So it's about trying to find the right tonal balance where you have real characters, real stakes, uh, again, that was part of a part of it with Mortal Kombat 2. You want to feel real. You want to have characters to feel real as much as possible, but you also want to lean into what made made it fun and lean into that craziness. So part of what was trying to figure out the tone, which I think finally it's finally gotten into a place of where it makes sense. And then it was a matter of what movie is this? Because how do you take an open world game and tell a story? So I looked at different films that I really love. I'm a big fan of the 70s cinema. So I looked at The Warriors. I looked at Escape from New York. Just some of those classics, and I said, "Well, how do we pull from some of these and tell our own unique story?" I'm excited for it. We'll see, is what he said. Um, so yeah, that sounds pretty, uh, pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. They're doing with this. I, I love, I love Saints Row. I think Saints Row is uh, same. Saints Row's great. Um, and then the fact that they have F. Gary Gray directing this movie, which for those who don't know, F. Gary Gray is a director of Friday. Uh, and like you know, other movies such as like Set It Off and uh, the Italian Job and whatnot. So he's gonna be working on this movie, which is uh pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Saints Row movie. I I I'll be I did not know they were working on this. I think it's cool. I don't know why I hadn't heard of this. I feel like maybe we did, and I just forgot about it. I I'm not really sure what the hell happened. But uh, yeah, we're getting a Saints Row movie, so that's pretty cool. I like the way that they, that they were talking about it. So yeah, what, what do you what do you think? I think it's cool. I think it's exciting. I uh, I love Saints Row. I love that they're pulling from the Warriors and Escape from New York. You know, I love the Warriors, um, and I love the games. So come on, play. It'll be another one of those things. It's just fun. I think you know. Uh, Should be if yeah if they if they do it the right way. I mean. He, it from from everything that uh, Greg Russo was talking about, it seems like they're going about it the right way. Yeah. So that just bodes well, I think. Um, as long as everybody's yeah. wearing purple, you know. Everybody's wearing purple, yeah. Yeah, it can't yeah. be a bad movie if everybody's wearing purple. I mean, it's true. It's true. <laughs> they gotta have, they gotta have all, all the purple. 
and I, and I would like to see. Uh, I ho- hopefully they uh, they bring in uh, uh, Mr. Genki in it as well. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Professor Genki. Uh, but anyway, there's your Saints Row movie news. And then we have we have two more. We have some casting news, and that'll wrap up our movie news. Or actually, no, I won't, because we have a trailer as well. I lied. I lied. I lied. Uh, so. Indiana Jones 5 casting news. Mads Mikkelsen will be joining Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller-Bridge in Indiana Jones 5. So your boy, uh, R.I.P. King Maximilian, <laughs> he is, uh, is going to be joining uh, Indiana Jones 5, which I think is pretty it's pretty exciting. I love Mads, man. Put him in everything. Talent. He's great. Mm-hmm. He's previously worked with Lucasfilm because he was in... Uh, he was... Galen uh, Urso in uh, in Rogue One, uh, and, and he's also worked, you know, and not again, not the first Disney movie because he's he was in the MCU as well with uh, Doctor Strange as uh, Casilius, and uh, yeah, he's he, he's he's in a lot of franchises, isn't he? Yeah, Marvel, Star Wars, James Bond, uh, Harry Potter. He fucking now he's gonna be in. Indiana Jones, like damn. We don't know who, what character he's gonna be portraying, because uh, you know we don't know a whole lot about this movie other than James Mangold is directing, uh, and then John Williams is coming back for the score. But that's pretty much it, other than who's who, other than you know Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller Bridge, and now now he now Mads Mikkelsen is a part of it as well. So that's cool. I I I think this is great. I'm 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 curious as to what they're gonna be doing with this movie and who he's gonna play and all that stuff because yeah, especially after that fourth one, which is not people's favorites. Like it's not my favorite either. But I think you could, I think you could salvage that and do something better. Definitely do something better with this film. I love Indiana Jones. I'm excited. I say I'm excited. I don't know anything about this, but I just love like. Yeah, I, I'm no, excited I about I, learning I, I, more about it. You know what I'm yeah, trying to get Yeah, I, I love Indiana Jones, so I'm, 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 you know, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it as well. I'm gonna be really hyped when they do a trailer, dude. That's gonna be hearing that music again and everything. Oh. Mm-hmm. But the movie is set to release on July 29th, 2022. So in a year, we have plenty of time for that. Um, but yeah, just more casting news in the, on that front. Yeah, boy. Uh, more casting news. This time it's uh, Aquaman 2. Uh, we have Game of Thrones album uh, Pilu Azbek is joining the sequel. So if, if you're wondering who is Pilu Azbek, which I apologize about if I mispronounced or missaid his name, he's Euron Greyjoy. He's the pirate dude from Game of Thrones. That, every, that everybody loved, right? Everybody mm-hmm. loved this guy. Big, big fan big fans of this guy (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he will be joining the second movie uh of you know the sequel to aquaman aquaman 2 which i don't think they have a title for it yet they're just calling aquaman 2 maybe i don't know but he'll be joining uh this movie uh as uh we don't know anything about his character or anything but uh hey it's somebody we know from something else yeah and it's more Aquaman news, so that's that's good, cool. 
again, a, a lot of these like casting news is kind of like, well, we don't know who they're playing, but hey, it's cool that they're <laughs> in it, you know? Yeah, right. That's basically what it is. Every once in a while, we'll get like, oh, they're joining this and they're playing this character, and we can talk about it a little bit more. But right now, it's just you know, it's just a guy that we know joining the movie. So, hey, cool. Going from DC to Marvel to end our to end our uh, movie news for the day is uh, we have a trailer finally for uh, Shang Chi. Oh, I'm excited for this. I didn't watch it. I was saving it for this. I did watch uh, it because I reacted to it earlier today. So. Yes, yeah, so I saw you post I, your reaction. Yeah, I've seen it. And I was and, very uh, tempted. But so if you guys want to go check out my initial reaction, you can go watch that on my on my YouTube channel, which if you're watching this on YouTube, you can just find it here in the playlist. If you're listening to it somewhere else, I have it up on my YouTube. But anyway, you're going to get Josh's reaction right here. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm excited. As you should be, my friend. I've been I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, me too, dude. I I was I was looking forward to this quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Marvel Studios. I like the music they use in this trailer. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Ow. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh shit! Hell yeah, boy! Oh fuck! Yep. Ow! That would that would fucking hurt. This fall. Ooh. Hmm. I uh, I just oh hell yeah yeah, oh, yeah. dude I'm all about it oh, I can't wait to watch fuck this, yeah dude. oh my god what the fuck I wasn't expecting that yeah right you're like what the hell is going on there <laughs> it looks so so good though dude I can't uh. oh fuck yeah hell yeah dude. <laughs> Kick those guys' asses, bro! <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh, for the, this is for gonna be good. In the in the martial arts in this, it's gonna be so good. Um, I'm excited. Oh fuck! Oh shit! <laughs> September third, man. September third. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited because I'm learning it's about just, uh, a hero I've never seen before. Yeah, because um, I, I I mentioned in my reaction that I don't know a whole lot about the character either, so it's going to be fun to learn more about him. I'm excited because martial arts. I love martial arts in any movie. This is going to be... That's what this is. This is what this is going to be. Um, And fuck, that, that fucking jump split kick thing he did looked dope yeah, AF. I was, I was, that shit got me hyped, dude. Even, <laughs> Even the stuff earlier in the trailer when he's just fighting a couple guys, like that got me pumped alone. Dude. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, man. Oh, that's, that looks good. Like, I can't wait a, for that. This is going to be a great uh, a great early birthday present to me because it comes out literally a week before my birthday. So I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm very <laughs> excited, dude. Can't wait to watch that. That looks really, really good. 
Um, and I look great. But there you have it. There you have any any more any more thoughts, Josh, for for you? No, other than I can't wait. I want to see it. I want to see it now. But it's you know gotta wait. Yeah. But yeah, that looks that looks good. That looks fun. I'm I'm about it. Hell yeah, dude. Well, right. that'll that'll do it for our movie news. That is the news, ladies and gentlemen, that we have for you this week. Um, I think uh, after we take a quick little break, we'll come back and uh, we'll go move on to our main topic. Yeah. We're going to take a break, guys. We'll be right back after this. I'll put some music on and then we will get this thing started. We'll be right back after this. That's the recording. Hi, guys. We're back. I forgot to unpause the recording, but we're on pause now. Hi. We're back. <laughs> Um, sorry, that was a little bit longer than I, I didn't, I didn't realize I had food. And when I realized I had food, I got really hungry. So I ate that food, uh, off stream. Uh, let's get into our, our world building. Um, so it's been a while since we've done one of these. And, um, I don't remember how we started them off. But uh, I'm gonna start off with a with something well, that might be useful to some of you guys. Do you have, do you have the sheet? Do I do have the sheet. I have the sheet open. Sheet's open. Okay. Um. Do you need the link, Daniel? Or do you still have it? I am looking for it. Here it is. I got it. Okay. Um. But first off, I found something last night when I was researching. Because I often were like, because I was like, how are we going to do this? And I was thinking, well, we'll start with a villain. But I was looking at some other things. And I just saw this little sheet that I thought was useful to people. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show it on stream uh, right now. And it's called GRAPES. And what GRAPES stands for is geography, religion, achievements, politics, economics, and social structure. So it's a tool for remembering the six, the six aspects of all civilizations, which are geography, religion, achievements, politics, economics, and social structure, right? It's a, it's a good uh, world-building uh, reference. So if you're building a world from scratch or building a futuristic society, grapes is a resource that you can refer to when your world doesn't feel quite full enough, right? So uh, before we get into like the main thing, which is like we're going to make a villain today, uh, I did want to talk about some of these parts here, which are the first one we have up is geography. Um, you know, how does the how does this how does the region and climate affect characters in your story? Think about things like your primary exports and imports. Uh, what natural resources do people have at their disposal? How does uh, society's placement affect their chances of survival? Right. So, like, if you follow our D and D game, uh, one of the biggest things. Uh, and my world is that the world of uh, frozen decimation is like it's frozen solid or it's always snowing. It's always very cold. Right. So early on in the story, Solaris has, which is like uh, the main capital city of the of the of the faction, the main good guy faction in one of my worlds where the party hangs out usually and King Maximilian ruled is that they have come up with some sort of uh technology that would warm the ground and so they were able to grow like and farm very well so that was like their main exports was like food 
Um, uh, next up, we have religion. You know, what do your characters believe in, uh, if anything at all? So with like in D&D, if you're playing like a paladin or a cleric or any of those kind of characters, they tend to believe in a god or goddess or being of power. Um, you know, what are some myths and legends around those characters? What are some rites of passage? Uh, what do they tend to believe in their ideals? And how do, you know, religions clash with each other in that kind of setting and world? Uh, achievements are things like your works of art, your literature. What are great books? Um, do they have great agricultural stability or other resources that uh, make them a cut above the rest? Um, and how are they uh, honored and maintained? Then you get into politics, which is a lot of fun in D&D because, because a lot of the stuff uh, um, that the party deals with usually involves the politics, um, at least in my world. So you got things like your system of governments. Are they socialist, democratic, fascist? Uh, are they uh, kings and queens? You know, how are laws created? How are they enforced? How is power exchanged? And, and you know, who are the people in power? Um Next up is the one I do the worst at, which is resources and money. Um, uh, what are the most valuable resources? Uh, how are resources bought and sold? Are they bartered? Is it coin? Is it paper money? Um, how wealthy is this society compared to others, you know? And then, like, you have your social structure for who are the most important people, who are the least important people, and how do these uh, classes live together? So anyway, if you want this, I'm going to drop it in text chat. Um, if you're listening on the audio version, uh, I will have it available in the Discord and, and stuff like that. So let's put, I'll go ahead and put that in the chat if anybody wants to have that for themselves. It is there. Um, so check that out if you're, if you're getting started in the world building. <clears throat> so now let's get into our, our main deal here, which is like previously... Uh, we've done a few of these. Um, so we came up with, this is mostly Daniel's world. Uh, we kind of let him kind of come up with our basic setting, which is like a, a He-Man sword and sci-fi type setting with like yeah. this, this technology yeah. called Magitech. Um, uh, we've come up with, uh, I think we've come up with some gods previously, didn't we? Um, um, we had another worksheet. Hang on one second. We, we, have, we have a couple sheets here. Yeah, if you go to the Don third as one, well. I believe, or the second one. Which one is it? Where is the thing I'm looking for? Third, third is our factions. We did that last time. Factions were a thing we did. Uh, who rules this area? We did that previously. Where's that other worksheet I had? I'm pretty sure we had the uh, the the gods and stuff written down. Oh, here they are. They're in the first sheet. Right there. You see them? Yeah, right here. War, love, nature, knowledge, death, and life. There you go. Yeah. I just thought we had named them, but I guess we did. We can do that yep. if we want to. Um, where is the... What I'm looking for is, do you remember that sheet, Daniel, that we used? Um, that kind of gave us like an area 
that randomly generated it. We refresh it. I can't find it. The Don John one, or are you talking about something? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking on Don John. I just Don John has a bunch of fucking random generators. Is it this one? No, mm -hmm. it's not that one. Oh, here the it is. The random My random campaign. Ah. That's it. Just in case we wanted to look at it. At any point during this. Alright, so... Um, Alright, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So today what we're going to do is we're going to make a, a villain. And while we make a villain... Uh, I'm thinking, so Daniel, who are like some of your favorite villains? Like while we're talking about this, like who do you got? Who do you got in your corner? Uh, some of my favorite villains, guys. like like ever. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't have to. It's not like a ranking or anything. Just like if no, you no, were to no, base yeah, something yeah. on someone, uh, why would you do? And what? Then the kind of villain I'm gonna make is, and I'll use an example here. I'm thinking like a. Not like a big bad evil guy. Not like an entire campaign evil guy, right? I'm thinking like a Tarkin or a Boba Fett. You know, like a, a lower on the tier villain, uh, but not like a Vader or an Emperor, if we're talking Star Wars. Gotcha. Mm. So let's make another sheet as well. Also, we can rename these sheets. We probably should. Factions. Probably be a good idea. Uh, tabaxi starting area. And for anybody that wants to see the sheet, you can totally see it too as well. Here. While we work on it. And we'll rename this a setting. And then this one can be our bad guys. So factions. Yeah, that last time we did factions, man, that's some cool shit if you look at it here. Then we came up with... That's pretty funny. I think yeah. I came up with two and you came up with two. Um, uh, pretty sure, yeah. I think you came up with, you came up with the branded and the silver sales, I think. Yeah, then you got the Crimson Skulls and the... The Maelstrom Marauders. Yeah. Marauders, yeah. Yeah, and then they all have Magitek weapons, right? Like, yeah. uh, the or the Branded do. So we'll go over that really quick uh, while we're sitting here. Like, if we also came up with mottos, what they believe in, their goals, and, like, typical yeah, quests. Yeah, that, that was so pretty cool. I do remember Yeah, that. this is cool. Um, so yeah, feel free to go, go, go through that again for, for oh, people yeah. who may have missed out on that one. So the leader of the Branded was Temu, the Torchbearer. He was a dwarf, male. Um, he used a Magitek axe called Blaze Fury. And their, their motto is, as one, united and free. Uh, their beliefs are the Branded believe all the, that all beings should be free, that people are more important than profit, and that all should be free to choose their own path. Their goals are to ensure that all people remain free and to free any who uh, are not. Sorry, I put now, apparently. Oops. <laughs> to free any who are now. Hey, hey look, look, man. We uh, we go back and fix that shit. 
Um, their typical quest would be to stop slavery, uh, ensure that all people are paid fairly for work and are treated as equals, ensure rulers don't take advantage of their people. Um, the branded, uh, they brand themselves uh, with marks of their original slavers so that they never forget where they came from. Goddamn, those dudes sound cool. <laughs> um, uh, the Crimson Skulls, uh, their leader is Alard uh, Rancid. There you go. Rancid, yeah, a male human. Uh, they don't have a motto yet. That's still being that, determined. That's kind of work in progress from last time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they maintain justice by taking out dangerous bounties. That's their beliefs. Their goals are profit and to maintain justice. Their typical quests are just bounty hunting. Uh, they're very much like uh, Judge Dredd types with uh, bright red armor and kinda skulls how, everywhere. That's kind of how I imagine them. Is like these, like like they're a bunch of like bounty hunt, like they're like a bounty hunt organization type deal, right? And they're mm -hmm. all like they all wear like these Judge Dredd, like bright red, like Judge Dredd type armor with like skulls on them and whatnot, because they're the Fuck yeah. skulls, right? So there you go. Um, then next up we have the Silver Sails. Now I know I made the Silver Sails because my very first character ever was a member of the Silver Sails. Um, the Silver Sails are led by uh, Vesperian Keltris. She is a half-elf female that wields the Magitech sword Silver Glow. Um, their motto is, On Silver Sails We Soar. Uh, they believe in profit, brotherhood, and a place to belong. Um, their goals are gold. They are a merchant shipping company. They want to be the most profitable shipping company in these seas and maybe the world. Their typical mm -hmm. quests are the transports of goods and artifacts, explorations of far-off far off lands, and establishing trade deals. Uh, they get silver ship tattoos on their bodies somewhere. Uh, next up, we have the Maelstrom Marauders, led by Nariel Dara. Nariel Dara, yeah. Yeah. And I did not choose a race or a, a, you know, I, I didn't choose like a She's a female, but I didn't choose her, you know, mm -hmm. her, her ancestry. ancestry, as you would call yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I try really hard to say ancestry, but sometimes it's, you get mixed up and say races. Uh, I mean, ancestors, usually. It's just a more comfortable way for me to say it. Um, so their motto is to sow knowledge and reap wisdom. Uh, their beliefs are personal gain, explore new lands and make a profit on it. Their, their goals, they don't really have any goals yet, but I'm sure Daniel will come up with some. Their yeah. typical quests are escort missions and mercenary work, and that they have a floating ship called the Sun Howler, which is inspired by Treasure Planet. Yeah, so I imagine like a you know like a Treasure Planet type ship that flies and you know swords the sky called the Sun Howler. So I imagine these guys, these group of, of folks, as kind of like a, they're like uh, explorers, you know, voyagers, travelers. They're, they're they're out to like explore the world and like you know. And 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 there was map it and like you know discover new areas and that kind of thing, but also you know make money doing it. So that's that's kind of how I imagine they're they're them being. Yeah, yeah. Um, some other things that we did previously is we got like a a starting town area layout, yeah. like for the beginning of a of a campaign, right? So we came up with, uh. Uh, a town, uh, uh, the main species that inhabits this town is tabaxi, which are like these cat people. 
Yeah, the town is Gatolia. Gatolia, yes. Uh, so we came up with an inn, the cat's paw. The innkeeper is, is run by Farak. Farak. Uh, he's a male, older, 52-ish, friendly-wise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the main road is the race, Raystone Road. Uh, gemstones are embedded in the road to create a ray-like effect on the sun. Effect where the sun stone. hits the stone. Um, the local river is just called the Rush River. You know, it glows at nighttime. Which is pretty good. Uh, yeah. The local forest is called the Vale of Omens. Uh, some nearby hills are called the Shield Plateau, wherein a, a temple stands frozen in time. Sounds to me like a place to explore. Indeed. Yes, yeah, me. Um... There are some nearby uh, <laughs> villages. I forgot I, I, about this. <laughs> we, we we did this all like cat themed because they were fucking tabaxi, right? So we have yeah. Fur, Furbury is in a nearby village, and then Tabby Creek, and then <laughs> look at the distant city, Pernanta. Pernanta. Dude. <laughs> oh, bro. Oh man, that's too uh, funny, dude. That's great. So for next we have who rules this area? Duchess Mara Guiley, uh, uh, a female tabaxi. Uh, who are the town elders? Are the, the wealthiest merchants are the town elders? Uh, we can always generate some of those guys. Uh, what do the locals think about hobgoblins? They think they're dangerous or uh, think they're dangerous but steadfast. Who's the local expert on the arcane is Erin Murday? Murday? Erin Murday, yeah. Murd. Murday, yeah. I believe that was the pronounce. It was a male tabaxi. Erard Murday, there you go. Yeah. Uh, the local expert on all things religious is Inath the Ardent, who is another female. Inath the uh, Ardent, there you go. Yeah. Uh, who knows the most about this area? area? Uh, Sabiel the Immaculate. Um. A female tabaxi. And then who knows the most about the local geography is... Uh, Gawain Seer. The enlightened one. Male. Yes. Or the enlightened, I should say. Not the enlightened one. Um, and then we have like a little bit of an adventure here. Uh, not like just very basic. Yeah. Um, who are the local low-level monster tribe? Uh, it's a raiding party of uh, Kutoa. Um... Which I forget what they are exactly. Let me look them up really quick. Right, they're these fucking frog-looking bros, like kind of. They're um, like like fish men type. Fish things. people, yeah, they're these guys. Here, I'll throw up a picture for you guys so you can see what it looks so like. So you have so you have the cats fighting the fish, you know. Makes sense actually. Kind of funny how that worked out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got some fish, 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 bad guys. They're like little raiding parties. I actually like that. Fuck, I kind of want to play in this world now. Uh, we should do a one shot here. You should. It could be great, right? Um, all about it, dude. Uh, the next one we have is a slightly farther off, like a mid-level monster tribe. Uh, which I've misspelled like an idiot. <laughs> a league of drow spies and assassins. Oh, that's that sounds terrible. That's basically the Raven Guard, pretty much. Except they're more than they're drow. Um, and then the local evil boss is uh, Asas, a female lich. Yeah. Asus. And what they want is they want the heart of cruel runes, 
in the wicked, in the wicked spear, spear Amos. of Amos. <laughs> oh, scary, scary shit, man. What will happen if they get it? The world will be wracked by cataclysms, man. Uh, uh, so that's just a very basic evil bad guy, but we're going to go a little bit deeper than that today. Um, yeah. And then the lore about some stuff that everybody knows. So everyone in the world knows that ghouls lurk in the old necropolis, right? So no matter where you are in the world, no matter where you were born, you know if there's a necropolis there, you're bound to find some ghouls there too. Uh, uh, and in the world, very few people know that cats can teleport short distances. So I think some people know this. Probably some some more of the wise than folk have somehow managed to spot uh, cats being able to do little quick teleports. That's uh, why they're that's why they're always there, Sue, watching, yeah. uh, <laughs> watching Majin. And then, trying and then to we get got, then we got the big and <laughs> nobody knows. And nobody knows that the god of nature is old and dying. What happens when a god dies? That's that's question to answer, right? Does somebody take his place? Is his power unleashed upon the world in one final death spout of uh, growth? Who knows? Are they reborn? Who knows? No one knows, apparently. Um, I'm just looking over the setting um, <clears throat> that we have here. Yeah, so we have our, our continents. That's right. Uh, the name of the continent of where the Tabaxi inhabit are, is called Jakara. Um, so we have a second and third continent that we're going to build eventually. Uh, the dominant people on that continent are the Tabaxi. Uh, minor peoples are hobgoblins. And it's a jungle-type biome, so there's jungles everywhere. And the villages are very much uh, like uh, Wookiees, right? It's very in the trees and kind of spider web spread out. Um, yeah. Kind of thing. Um, so the And then we have sci-fi elements in here. So we have like laser swords, biometric lock systems, magitech powers... Uh, we don't have a a multiverse, and the, there, there's language translator tech. There's energy type weapons. There's bows and guns. Uh, clone tech is a possibility. Armor is like a mix of fantasy and sci-fi armor and shields. Uh, uh, sci-fi sporting events that we're going to elaborate later on. Um, Body mods, arm cannons are a go. Yeah, arm cannons are a go. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Let's go. Um, uh, and the world is a mix of tech and untech. No matter uh, the standing of the individual. So, what you find is kind of yours. And death, you can be a, you can attempt to be resurrected, but the soul has to accept that it is resurrected. So that's kind of the setting. Um, so the first thing we're gonna do is make a villain. Bad guys, yeah, well, bad guys. We have, we kind of have one of them already that we did. Uh, from we the, do. Yeah. What, what the hell was her name again? Asus, the female lich. Yeah, that's the lich. That's, that's yes. one of them. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of the boss in that area, in yeah. that Tabaxi starting area, right? So it's like the local evil boss. Um, so what's fun about villains? is that sometimes the villains you pick and make aren't the ones that end up becoming the big bad evil guys in the story. I'll give you an example of this. In Frozen Decimation, 
I never expected Lucian really to become the big bad evil guy, but I think he has become the big bad evil guy for the party. Um, and Jackson Tannis was the guy that I always figured would be the big bad evil guy, but he's kind of become almost a little bit of a second fiddle. Uh, in some ways. So I never expected Lucian, who is a halfling in my game, by the way, uh, who is evil. So he's like Frodo. If Frodo went evil and knew how to make fire magic, um, uh, become a big bad evil guy. So one thing I, I will suggest is, even though you make big bad evil guys or bad guys, uh, keep an open mind. Sometimes you let your party pick your bad guys, right? even if it's somebody you don't necessarily expect. Um, so I'm going to make a villain, and I have a PDF here. Uh that I bought called a villain. It's a villain generator. Um, and I'm going to roll on it to make my villain just randomly. Um, and so the yeah. first thing we got to pick is their ancestry. All right. Um, so I'm going to so roll a D 20. Like, so before you get started, this is, you said you yes. have a sheet, you have a sheet for this or a website or, or I have a, I have a PDF PDF. Uh, That's what it was, which, which I can probably show you PDF PDF. I think it'll be okay to show on the stream. At least the first part of it, I will. This is by Realm Fables, by the way. Realm Fables Villain Generator. Let me see if I can share this easier. Let's do a... I'm on the wrong one. A... A window capture. That is gigantic and not exactly what I want. Nope. Nope. There we go. Nope. Now I just need to make it a little smaller. Okay. Nope, I have moved I grabbed the wrong thing. One second, guys. Sorry, this is what happens okay, when I'm not prepared. We're gonna be we're gonna be creating some villains here. If, uh... I think go. the idea is not to make the big bad villain. Uh, we're just looking for like uh, some underlings, not like idea. not like a punk bitch villain either. We don't we don't want a little you know you don't want somebody who's there trash. You want like like the way that Josh was explaining it earlier was uh, kind of like a Boba Fett or like yeah. you know, a Tarkin type type villain. All right, uh, I think you guys can see the PDF. Yeah, Realm Fables Villain Generator. Yes. Yeah, so check it out. I'm not going to show the entire PDF because they do charge money for this. Not a lot, but I don't want to get like in trouble for share it, but I don't think the first couple pages will be a big deal. Um, uh, in particular, their role in profession and their ancestry. They call it species, but I always call it ancestry. So I'm going to roll a d20 here. Okay. And Daniel, if you have a d20 handy and you want to roll for one, feel free to. Um, 
Do I? Let me see if I do actually have one. I rolled a one. So my villain is a human. Who man? Who who man? So I'm gonna put Josh's D &D. bad guy. DD bag right here. Let's see. Human. I'll do a couple a couple rolls for you. Let's see what we got here. I got human. Shout out to the to the people of uh, Die Hard Dice, by the way. Yeah, they're awesome. Love Die Hard Dice. This is from Die Hard. Yeah, this little uh, this this D twenty I'm about to have right here is from them as well. Check that check that one out. There it is. Yeah, most of most of my dice come from Die Hard Dice. I love those guys. They're great. All right, so let's see what you get. Let's see what we got. Ready? We're gonna roll this baby right here. We got a 17. Your villain is a half-creature, a minotaur or centaur. All of the yeah. irony of you getting a minotaur on your roll is the best. Is, it, it, for those of you who are unaware, my my Frozen Decimation character, which is uh, Josh's campaign that I move, that I play in, uh, there there's a story with that uh, where my character uh kills a minotaur and i claim the head as a trophy and it's uh, we have actually like in game i ha we haven't like i haven't seen it in a long time because we've been just like moving and and like on the road and that kind of stuff so i believe if i'm not mistaken it was taken to our new headquarters or a new castle or whatever yes but uh yeah we haven't been there in a hot minute so but anyway so my villain is a minotaur and yours is a human Yes. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to roll again to see what their roll slash profession is. I'm using a different dice this time. Um, here on the same page. I got a nine. He's a priest. Mine is a priest slash religious leader. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, but I accidentally deleted human. Priest slash religious leader all right daniel if you want to roll again we can or if you just see one on this page that you want no i mean i'm uh, just gonna roll for it we're gonna make this exciting two a two yours is a warrior or a knight so a centaur human or centaur warrior knight there you go yeah a centaur or a minotaur or whatever you want to do minotaur well, yeah whatever i forgot what it was I it's either one. I it says half down because I don't have access to the sheet. I don't believe. I thought you could. Do you not? I thought I could too, but I, I'm, I, I doesn't. Seem Give me like a second. Let me, let me fix this for you. One second. Boop. We're not on break, so let me take that text thing off. Let me see. Yeah. Don't know what the deal is. Oh, you know what happened is I think I may have changed it so people couldn't. Uh, ah, I see. Mess with it, but. Gotcha. Anyone with the link can view. Yeah, because I I I thought I'd remember in the past that I could. But now try, I'm like, wait a minute. Try this link, Daniel. Okay. And let me know. Let's see. We're right with you. Oh, no moment. Hi, guys. We can see you again. Hello. I think I should be able to, maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah, I think I can. Yes. Okay. Ah, sweet. Um. So let's see here. 
Yours is a knight of a religious leader. Now, I'm not going to show the PDF anymore. Uh, just because I don't want to get in trouble with those guys. And they worked really hard on this. So, I don't want to, like, rip off their work by accident. So, mine was a, what was it, a minotaur? A minotaur or a centaur. It was your pick. It was, a, like, a half-beast well, we'll, type creature. Okay. And then he was a knight slash warrior, correct? Yes, one of those two things. There you go. All right. So next up, we can right. roll. Uh, I'm not going to show the PDF anymore, but I am yeah. going to do. I'm going to keep using it. And yeah, if yeah. Uh, and as you roll, I will tell you what you get. So next up is like archetypes and symbolism. So like, uh, is it a criminal? Is it insane or disturbed? Is it a femme fatale kind of deal? So I'm gonna roll for mine. Mm -hmm. I got a six. Right, let's roll for this one. He's a six. religious fanatic. How useful. Well, yeah, that <laughs> makes, that, that was like perfect for yours. Yeah, I know that's really funny. <laughs> I got a three. You got... He's the bully. He's the bully. bully. So he bullies everybody around. Yeah. Well, he's like the bully, bully type character bad guy. Yeah. What a bully, man. So next up, uh, we have Cress slash symbols. So I yeah. guess if you saw this, you would recognize it as like uh, their symbol. I got a two. So my guy's symbol is an I. I got a nine. Symbol. I want to make sure I can differentiate it. And then you can add color to it and stuff. So you got a nine, you said? Yes, nine. Your symbol is a tree. Huh. Strange. For a bully, yeah, that is pretty strange. Mm. Um, so you got a tree. Uh, next are items and weapons. So first up is villains villains item. So I'm gonna roll. I got a, I got a three. You got a three. Oh my god! You have a ring that controls time. Um, I don't think that's a good weapon for a bully. <laughs> well, it's just an item. We haven't got to weapon yet. Um, ring mine has a time. a cursed broken shield of a warrior of old is what mine has. Wow. So a cursed broken shield. Warrior of old. Okay. Favored weapons. Okay. I got an eighteen crossbow. Crossbow. What's your roll, Daniel? Let me roll here real quick. Let's see what you got. Uh, 19. 19. Uh, your preferred weapon is magic. You are a bull that is very strong into magic, apparently. Somehow, he's but he's a knight and a warrior, and he's still... Yeah. He still prefers magic and rings and all that shit. Maybe he uses a Magitek sword or something. Mm. Powers. His power, his inner magic powers, his weapons. Appearance and theme. 
What are some memorable features? Let's roll a d20. I got a seven. Oh my god. I, I also got a seven, so we are going to have the same one here. So you, this is a good one. You want to know what it is? What a, is it? Uh, a hollow hole rests where their heart should be. It lets out poisonous vapor. That is disturbing. <laughs> lets out poisonous vapor? Yeah. Disturb being. What is their thematic style? Another old D20 for mine. I got a three. The regal white capes in golden armor. It's my thematic style. What is your thematic style, Daniel? Give us a roll. We got a... Hold on, let me reload again. Well, three it is. Regal white cape and gold armor. Same regal, as mine. Regal cape and uh, gold armor, huh? I imagine you can roll on this table as much as you like. Uh, but we're just kind of doing one roll at a time. Maybe I do two rolls for this next thing. We'll see. What are some positive and negative traits? So let's roll for my positive and negative traits. I got a six. My dude is malicious. You know what? Negative traits. Malicious. I didn't write down trait. I just wrote down negative. Great. What is your negative trait, Daniel? I rolled a one. You're a tyrant. You're tyrannical. Mm. Darth Tyrannus. Um, I was recruited by a man named Tyrannus on one of the moons of Bookton. I hear you. <laughs> so positive next. Let's do a positive trait. Yeah. I got a one. Uh. You got an eight. I'm competent and you are adaptable. Positive traits. Competent. Next up, grudges and missions. Mm -hmm. So what is your personal grudge? Let's see what it is. I'll roll the 15. Thirteen. You warned. Uh, I have. You warned others of their existence. You are a species they despise. Is your personal grudge? Hmm. So I guess that means like people that are after you. Personal grudge is a little weird. Yeah. So, and then the current mission. Oh, here's here's what it says about personal grudges. Use the personal grudges table to determine why the villain hates the part your party of adventurers. Use the current mission table to determine what the villain is currently up to, or the act in which the par uh, party first confront them. 
So the villain, the reason you hate the party is uh, you don't like their uh, species. And then mine is gotcha. um, somebody has warned them of my existence, so I don't like them. Okay. Current mission. Roll d20 and let's see what I get. I got a 14. 20. My character is spreading, or my villain, is spreading sickness across the land that kills all the livestock. You got a 20? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. You got a cool one. You are using dark magic to awaken, awaken a long dormant volcano. Bruh. That's scary. I mean, between this guy and then the other lady that we uh, got as a you know pregen, they kind of have similar things here, you know, mm-hmm. with the world and cataclysms and whatnot. It's like Jesus. So next up, we're gonna roll d two a d twenty two times okay. uh, because uh, we have to make our servant who serves our villain. Um, All right. So first, I'll go. I have two d20 here. I'm going to roll them both at the same time. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I got a 12 and a 20. So I got a cunning sentinel as my servant. Servant. Cunning sentinel. Pretty sure I misspelled sentinel. Let's roll these dice. So we got a 7 and a 13. 7 and a 13. You got a flaming fox. Oh, no, wait. That's the wrong, that's the wrong one. You got a magical uh, archivist. You're, you're like this... Uh, your villain is like this buff cowman, right? <laughs> Minotaur guy that is super into books and magic and is a warrior. I'm about it. I'll be honest with you. I could do a lot of cool things with this guy. Um... Uh, <laughs> with a fucking ring that stops time. Like, sheesh. That's pretty nuts, dude. That, this guy seems dangerous, man. I don't, I don't know. About I him. think he's pretty dangerous. I think he's scary. Yeah, I, um, I think he's very dangerous. All right, now we're going to roll 2d20 again. This is to determine our villain's pet. Because for some reason, they have a pet. Why not? Of course. Of course, of course. Might come in handy. What do I got? I got a 20 and 18. I got an all-seeing hawk. Hmm. I got a six and a twelve. Six and twelve. Let's see what you got. You got a spirit worm. You have a spirit worm. Spirit worm. Ah. <laughs> Answer my call, my pet. Oh, you have a ghost. That's a fucking worm for a pet. I love it. I love it. The part here. You might think this is ridiculous, right? But the party would never forget this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, already this guy seems very dangerous. I'm not. I don't know, man. This is pretty nuts. So, so next up, Daniel yeah. has rolled his dice. Um, is villain backstory hooks right? So what it says here is you roll a d20 three times on this table to create a villain hook to build upon and create a backstory. Allow each column to bring forth ideas of a narrative which lead to the creation of the hateful traits of the villain. Uh, There in the third column represents the villain. So for my first one... You need to roll three times, you said, right? 
Three times. So I'm just going to bust out three D20s. Let's go. You can do that, 19. I got the chosen hero. I'm going to write this down as I do them. The chosen hero. So, so what are we rolling for again? This is like backstory hooks. Okay. So you, the idea is like you roll, you roll these three things, and it's gonna, it's gonna say like the chosen hero did something here, and then you fill it out, like you write a little backstory for it. Mm. Um, so I got the chosen hero. Oh God, I'm gonna have to re-roll that. The chosen hero hid. And what? And the last one for me. The chosen hit hero hid my entire family. All right, what are your numbers, Daniel? I'll tell you what you got. Seven, seventeen, and eleven. A famous naval captain, magically bound. Your mind. Wow. So the idea is, like, this is what has caused you to become a villain. Or become a bad guy, right? Yeah. Like, whatever's happened in your backstory has led to this moment. Now, you've probably freed your mind from this guy and whatever. This is just your history. Um, backstory origin, yeah. Yes. Indeed. Um... So yeah, oh, this is kind of neat. Um, and then you're just supposed to kind of elaborate on it, but we can do that. Right, we'll we'll see another time. time. Yes. So the next one is interesting. So we use d6s for the next one. Okay. It is a uh, a villainous prophecy. Um. So we need to roll this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. So I'm going to use a digital roller for this just to make this quicker. Okay. Digital roller. Digital roller. And then you and then you fill out. It's basically like a fill in the blank thing. So what it says here is the blank of the blank foretold of its coming when the blank, 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 the blank, blank will appear soon after. It is blank and the blank, the world shall fall into blank. <laughs> um, so so it's basically a fill in your own uh, thing. So I'm going to roll 10 of these. One, two, three, four, five. And I'm going to roll. Yeah. Yeah, trick. Yeah. So, and then I'm gonna write this out. You said a D six. Let's D six. Do this, man. I'm just gonna roll these because I wanna. I I I don't get Go to roll dice. I don't get to roll my dice that often, so I'm just gonna do it. Do whatever you need to do, buddy. There we go. We got. Uh, I'm gonna write these down. Let's see. Where? Hold on. So we need to roll this 10 times, you said, right? Mm-hmm. I'm rolling these right now as we speak. 
That's three. Three. What the hell? Wow, seriously? How am I getting the same rolls over and over again? This is fucking weird. Eight. I need two more. Alright. And last one. Ooh, there you go. There it is. Okay. I got my rolls. Sorry, this is this is taking a little longer than I thought it would. Five, six, seven, nine. Yeah, I mean I, I just rolled them, man. Uh it's fucking I was like, fuck it. Five. Two, three. <laughs> I would just <laughs> Uh, now this is fun. It's just a, it's a fill in the blank, so I'm trying to write it down, and then he's got to do it in a certain order. It'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Demons. Josh is currently working on his. Yes, yes. I, I have sorry. I have all of my dice rolls, so I'm just waiting on him to complete his, and then we can uh, move on from mine or to mine. But while we're waiting on Josh to uh, do that, do you guys want to see all my D20s? They're so colorful. So I'm gonna show you guys my D20s because I think I think dice are pretty dope. I don't get to roll mine a whole lot, a whole lot, so that's why I'm busting them out right here. So first of all, I'm showing you guys my dope ass metal d20 look at this look at this fucking bad boy you ready check this check this bitch out look at that look at that bad boy oh metal d20 yes it's like a emerald charcoal type color it's very very cool then we have some other colors here so we have like a translucent aqua and a translucent green. Very, very cool. And then we have... So you guys... As you guys know, green is my favorite color. So um, I have, of course, some more green D20s right here. So we have... This is like a black and a green one right here. Very, very cool. I like it, at least. My two favorite colors right there in one. So that's... There you go. Then we have uh, like a lime green and a black type dealio. There's that. And then uh, this one I received, I believe, as a gift from the good, like I said, from the good people over at Die Hard Dice. Shout out to Todd and Jesse over at Die Hard Dice. Go, go, go. If you're looking for dice, go hit them up. They gave me this one for free because they are cool people i love diehard dice my and, prophecy uh, is complete by the way <laughs> okay cool i was just showing off my d20s because you know you're doing that all right but go ahead what is your uh what is your what is your prophecy friend what, all what, right what mine is the men of the wilderness foretold of its coming 
that when the mount red mountain sleeps, the demon host will appear soon after. It is scrawled in the sand that the world shall fall into darkness. So that is my uh, prophecy for my villain. Obviously, it's a prophecy, so it's meant to be very... Uh, Weird. Yes. There we go. I need to. It was. It was weird because I was trying. I was trying to type out and then look at the numbers and stuff. So. Are you good? Uh, so let me get a piece of paper here. And a pen. Here. <laughs> yes. So Daniel, if you want to tell me your numbers, you rolled. I will. I will. I will. I will. So we have. Uh, three, three, six, six, another six, six, three, three, one, 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 six, six, two, two, five, five, and two, two. Okay. The Queen of the Wilderness foretold of its coming when the weeping fox uh, rises. The demon's host Will appear soon after. It is uh, I lost my spot. Holy shit! The queen the... of the wilderness foretold of its coming when the weeping fox rises. The demon's host will appear soon after. In uh, sorry, carved in. Carved in. It is carved in bark uh -huh. that the world shall soon fall into darkness. The world shall, shall fall into darkness. Fall into darkness. Boom. Yeah. Sorry. That one was a little bit more complicated because it's a lot of fill in the blanks. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. All right. Uh, motivations and objectives. Uh, so, do you have a D100 handy? I'm just going to use a digital one for this, because there's a hundred options here. Um, yeah, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and use a digital roller here for this one. 1D100. Fortunately, I have a, I have a RPG, uh, slash D&D folder on my tab, so we, we have this saved. Yeah, I got an 81. I got a 30. I think that's a 30. Yeah, it's 30. My my motivation, my villain's goals and motivation and objective is to speed up the inevitable end <laughs> of Damn. the world. Motivation. Boop. 
That guy's a jackass. All right, what did you get, Daniel? 30. A 30. There's an old betrayal that drives you. That drives mm. your drives you towards your goals. So I'd imagine I can I can already think of something that tied this into something that started his, or his uh what's the word I'm looking for here? I can we can tie in the motivation to uh to his uh uh backstory hook, I think. Mm-hmm. You can make it like he was betrayed by this old naval captain that magically bound his mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe they were good friends. Exactly. At one point. So next up, we have like some quick D6 tables for like age, how strong they are, what's their weaknesses, where mm-hmm. they're located, what they hate. So I'm going to do some of these really quick. First one is age for mine. So let's see what we get. A two, okay. he's middle-aged. If you want to roll as well, Daniel, as we go. Uh, D6? Yep. Okay. Middle-aged. Age, I got a three. A three? You're old. Old. Next up, I'm going to look at his strength. Now, you don't necessarily have to go with these, obviously. You're a minotaur, so it seems like brawn would make sense for him. But I'm going to roll for mine. Okay. I rolled a two again. Mine's strength is manipulation. I'm really good at manipulating people. Yeah, it fits so well. I'm a fucking religious fanatic, right? I can manipulate yeah. my flock. <laughs> exactly. It really does um, work well. What is my weakness? What am I weak to? Five? I'm weak to magic? Oh, man, that's a terrible weakness. <laughs> I'm weak against magic, huh? <laughs> what do you got, I, Daniel? What's I your weakness? One. Water. Water's your weakness. Water. There you go. Bro, bro, it fits into your backstory. A sea captain trapped you in yeah. a fucking... Oh, my God. These are working out really <laughs> well. These roles are working out really well. I'm actually very, very impressed. This is working out super well, man. All right. Let's see where we're located at. I rolled a four. I'm located at the abyss. Oh, no. Oh. I got a five. A five? Let's see what you got for a five. You're located in the city. Hmm. Damn. Hiding out in the city, plain sight. That's some Palpatine type shit, man. Hiding, mm-hmm. hiding, in, hiding in plain sight? It's crazy. All right. What does my character hate? Ooh. I rolled a six. My character hates the rulers. Hates the rulers. Not the a rulers. ruler. The rulers. <laughs> the ruler. Yeah. What do you got? I got a two. You hate magic. Makes sense. Well, in some ways, you yeah, hate it, but you use it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You hate it, but you use it. All right. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, I will bend it to my will. I suppose. Yeah. This guy's starting to sound like he has a tragic 
tragic backstory now, man. Right? Like, it's scary. Like, it's... He's, he's a complicated person, right? Like, he is. He really is. He had his mind captured by this fucking friend that betrayed him on this boat, man. Maybe he was submerged in water for a period of time, right? His body suspended. Oh, my God. I could come up with such a backstory for your dude. <laughs> let's yeah. see what they love. All right. They All may right. hate that, but let's see what they love. Let's see what, let's see what, what, let's see what they love. Let's roll, let's roll the dice. Mine loves treasure, apparently. I got a five. Damn, I accidentally deleted my love. I mean, my hate. Hang <laughs> on one second. Treasure. What was my, what was my, what was my hate again? Uh, Ru the rulers. Uh, That's rulers. You got a five, you said? Yeah. Yeah, that guy, that guy just, your guy just hates measure, measuring stuff, dude. Just hates it. Oh, you also love treasure. We both got fives. Oh. Okay. Well, he doesn't love treasure, I guess. True. Let's see what we seek. Okay. I seek treasure. Who knew? <laughs> oh, wow. We you love we love what you seek. <laughs> That's right, funny. Let's see what we got here. Four. Vengeance. You seek vengeance. Well, again, that makes sense. Oh, my God. This works out so well. It really does. It works out so, so well. All right. What do I use? Use. Three. I use mutations. Oh, God. I mutate my flock, man. I'm evil. I'm like a fucking 40K villain. Huh. <laughs> What do you got? I got a six. <laughs> do you use spells? I mean, yes, right, it makes he does. sense. It's too good. What does my character study? Two war and combat. Studies three history history is a historian. All right, visions. What do I have visions of? What does my villain have visions of? This, uh, this, um. Greater evil. Villain, villain PDF is pretty cool, man. It's going deeper than I thought it was going to. It's pretty rad. Yeah. Highly recommend you go buy this, guys. It's not expensive at all, by the way. It was like... Well, I bought all of it, but I think like this book... I'll go look in just a second and I'll give you the exact price on it since I... I got another six, uh, by the way. Greater evil. You have visions of Cataclysm. Ooh. The end. Which... Let me go look up and tell you how much this was, by the way. It was not very expensive. The villain generator, it's three bucks on oh, drive through wow. RPG. Not bad. Um so they have I'll just I'll just talk about all the things they have while while, while I have it up here. So I'll oh, show you I'll show you it on drive through RPG, guys. Right here it is. Right here hashtag, it is. Hashtag please sponsor us. 
yeah, check these guys out. They're great. Um, so they have Realm Fables World Generator. Uh, uh, they have like a bundle here. Uh, that is uh, their settings and world generator. It's a bunch of story hooks, a bunch of tables that you roll on. All DMs love rolling on tables. All in, uh, all players love rolling on random tables. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so you can get both of those for $17.99 or you can get just the one for $10.99. If you want the villain generator, which is what we're using right now, it is $2.99. That's three bucks, guys. Three bucks. Three bucks and you get like a bunch of cool shit to, to roll on. Um, they have roadside events you can roll on. $2.50. Um... So all this stuff is it's pretty cheap. It's very affordable. I think I bought I bought all of it and it was like I don't know, like 20, 20 bucks, 29 bucks, something like that. Uh totally worth it. Do not regret it for a second, especially now that we're doing this. Very useful when you're wanting to like build something up like like what we're doing right now. It's mm -hmm. it is a, a great help. Because a lot of this stuff, like if you're trying to think of it normally, I it take you longer. I would I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, so at the out. bottom at the bottom of that table, by the way, it has a, a at the bottom of the D6 things. Mm -hmm. Here's what it says. It says roll your D6 on each villain category, which we just did, to quickly yeah. generate a base for a villain. Allow each table to bring forward concepts to flesh out, even contradictory ones. Perhaps a villain hates magic, but still studies magic and attempt to find knowledge of how to get rid of the world of it. Um Oh, okay. So there's also, I, I was kind of curious. I should have read this to begin with, but since it was at the bottom, I didn't. It says, because on the table, they have uh, skulls. And what it says here is, uh, you roll on skull icons to determine whether the villain category has negatively affected the world yet. A skull means this trait has already had an impact on the world or is known. While a blank space means the villainous trait has yet to emerge or be discovered. Interesting. We're not going to do that. Uh, we could, though. It's just us rolling D6s on, on everything we just rolled, though. Um, basically, it's like, did this, did my uh, weakness of water already be discovered? Or has it not? You know, stuff like that. And then that's the end of the villain generator, guys. They include a little um, sheet at the end that I'll show because I think it looks neat. Um, now you can write all that stuff down on. Check that out. You can print that off. Whoops. You can print that off. Right here. Nice. You can even do a little sketch if you want to. Very nice. Very nice. Cool if they let you like you know draw it out or whatever. Yeah, this is a really cool <clears throat> fucking uh, PDF, man. Yeah, so I'm gonna do a random name generator because I don't want this to be just Josh's bad guy, right? So I'm gonna randomly generate a name for him. My dude's a human, so I'm just gonna do a human name generator, really quick. Human, who man? Who man? Who man? Uh, and I will name him Oscar. Oscar. O-S-G-A-R. 
not Oscar Occultist, just Oscar. So Oscar is a priest. He's a religious leader. He's a religious fanatic. His symbol is an eye. He has a cursed broken shield of a warrior of old, and he likes to use a crossbow in combat. He has a hollow hole that rests where their heart should be, but it lets out poisonous vapor. He tends to dress in red and white. Uh, 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 regal white capes and golden armor. He tends to be malicious and he's very competent. Somebody has warned him, the party of his existence and as such he has a grudge. Uh, not a grood. Like I spelled. A grudge. <laughs> um, he is currently spreading sickness across the land that is killing all the livestock. He's a he has a servant that is a cunning sentinel, so like some sort of probably robotic magitech sentinel thing, I would think. He has a pet hawk that's all-seeing. Um, his villainous origin story is like he's a, a chosen hero, has hid his entire family away. We have to expand on that. Um, his prophecy is the men of the wilderness uh, uh, foretold that when the Red Mountain sleeps, the demon's host will appear soon after. It is scrawled in the sand that the world shall soon fall into darkness. He wants to speed up the inevitable. He's trying to put the Red Mountain to sleep, man, to summon that demon's host. He's middle-aged. His strength is manipulation, and he's weak to magic. He's currently located in the abyss. He hates the rulers of the world. He loves treasure. He's seeking treasure. Um, he uses mutations. He studies war and combat, and he has visions of a greater evil. Evil! Yeah, we absolutely did. Um, but yeah, that's her bad. That's my bad guy. Um, there you go. And uh, my bad guy is uh, Gorum Spine Striker. Oh God, and, that's uh, gracious! And he is a Minotaur Knight Warrior who's a bully. Uh, his symbol is a tree. He has an item that. Or is that is a ring that controls time? His weapon is like a is magic. I imagine it's like a magical, like a magitech weapon or something. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, his appearance and theme is a hollow hole where his heart should be, and it lets out poisonous vapor. I can't believe we're uh, the same on that. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, they got they got to be connected in some way because of that. Uh, mm. Thematic style is regal cape and golden armor. I think we got the same thing on that one too, right? Maybe they work together. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're associated in some way. Uh, his negative trait is that he's a tyrant, but his positive trait is that he's adaptable. Uh, his grudge is that you're a species they despise. Uh, yeah, his mission they, is... The party hates minotaurs. Fortunate. Yeah. You, his mission is using dark magic to awaken a long, uh, dormant volcano. His, uh, his servant is a magical archivist. His pet is a, a spirit worm. Uh, his backstory hooks are a famous naval captain magically bound his mind. Uh, he's a prophecy of a queen in the in the wilderness foretold of its coming when the weeping fox rises. The demon hosts will appear soon after carved and barked that the world shall soon fall into darkness. His motivation is an old betrayal that drives him to his goal. He, his age is old, so he imagines he's a really old guy. His strength is obviously brawn because he's a fucking minotaur. Uh, weakness is water. Located in the city, he hates magic. He loves treasure. 
He seeks vengeance, uses spells, studies history, and has visions of cataclysms. Bruh. There you go. There's Gorham Spine Striker. There you go. You know, here's here's what I think. So what I already got an idea for our next world building. Right? Okay. So we'll probably stop here with these two guys. We'll fill yeah. them out. We'll fill them out in just the in the in our spare time, not on stream or anything. Right. Um, and then the next time we do a world building stream, we're gonna do we'll do an adventure uh for these guys. We'll make an adventure on stream that stars our bad guys. Okay. Right? That sounds like a fucking blast to me. That, so we'll yeah, that does sound cool because most of the time you're like playing the heroes and stuff, right? So mm-hmm. adventuring so, as uh, as the villains, so to speak, is yeah. pretty pretty rad. We'll we'll build out their stories, we'll make an adventure. Uh, uh, that that if we were gonna put them in the in the game, the party could uh, could could run against them. All right, like I, and we'll have an escape plan so that the party doesn't necessarily get to murder them outright, which happens a lot in in D and D games. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's gonna do it, guys. That I feel like that I feel, I feel like we did that quick, but it still feels like like. I looked over at the clock and I was like, I, shit. <laughs> I always have fun with these, to be honest. These are always a fun time, man. I love... Are, I just love, like, creating and building these characters and worlds and places. And this. I love I, I love this type of shit almost as much, if not more, than actually playing the game. I don't know. I just, there's just <laughs> something about, like, creating, like, all of this that it's so, it's so much fun. What's, what I've discovered... Over my period of D and D and um and being just in the Discord servers, is people love rolling on tables and just yeah. randomly generating shit. Yeah. So like in it's the Discords, fun, in the Discords, we had people roll and we would just give people titles and they would add them to their usernames in Discord, right? Oh yeah, I um, remember that. Yeah, yeah. At one point, like, we would come up with weapons and weapon histories. We could do that for these heroes, these villains. I keep, oh, keep yeah. saying heroes. We we should do that next time for sure. Try, we can. You try, try to write, fucking write it down on the sheet here, so we don't forget for next time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll put it in right here. Randomly, oh, god damn it. Random generated uh, titles and weapons. And weapons. Randomly generate title and weapon next cantina. I've discovered Boom. something unfortunate, gang. My one of my one of my dice bags. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No! Oh well. I should just I should just pull a Josh and just get a big ass dice bag and just put them all together. Right oh now, hell yeah! Them, Check right now, look, I got them all separate in these little bags and shit. This is my bag. That's a big ass bag. Oh yeah! I have. That's a, that's a big boy bag. That's right a big. Down. That's a big chungus bag. Right. That is that is a big that is a big chunk. Got all my dice in it. It's got individual pockets in it, too. Oh, nice. So all my D twenties in one spot. Um, but everybody loves randomly generating things. It is so much fun to just go through and randomly make a villain. They may never get used. Never may never get used, but they love to do it anyway. And you'll almost never get the same villain twice. There'll always be something a little different. Um. Each time. And it's fun and I love doing it. I love anything D D. 
just sitting here doing this with Daniel and you guys in the chat, it's made me want to play. It's made me want to go prep D&D and just fucking play this weekend or something. You know, it makes me want to play. It's, it's... I eventually I would like to build or I would like to play uh, in this world that we're building right now because it's, it's it's shaping up to be pretty pretty fun. We should totally do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's wrap up and say our goodbyes. Unless there's anything you want to say on that anymore, Daniel. Um, no, I just I have fun doing these every time we do them. Like I can't wait for the next one already because uh, that's gonna be an absolute blast. I. Yeah, man. This is all. This is always a fun, a fun, fun, fun time. Rolling these, uh, these randomizers and, and seeing what we get and like you know filling in the blanks and that kind of stuff. So much fun. But anyway, that's gonna be it for me. Uh, thanks for watching and listening. Uh, you know, wherever you are watching this or listening to this, uh, we appreciate you. And uh, we'll be back next week. We're gonna be talking about Falcon Winter Soldier because that ends next week. That is, we're getting the finale next time. Uh, coming up for me on stream, next few days I will be playing uh, or continuing Shadow of the Tomb Raider so we can try and, uh, you know, fin close out the trilogy of the new Tomb Raider games. I'm having a blast with all of them. Uh, and we're currently on the third one. So, yeah, we're, we're, we'll be doing, making more progress on that tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, that's... Uh, I, I suppose that's it. I'll you know see you guys around. Hit me up on all the social media stuff here at the bottom, down below. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Thanks for hanging out. Bye bye. Hi guys. Um, thank you so much for checking this out. Um, I had a blast. Uh, doing this world generation stuff. And it's funny, too, because at first I was nervous. I'm like, what What are we going to think of? What, what What can we do next? And then we get in here and get in the moment. We're making these villains, and it's like, it worked perfect. I had a goddamn good time doing it. So I'm already I'm already excited for the next one when we do it. Um, uh, if you like what you've seen, make sure to hit the follow button. Make sure to check us out on Spotify and all that good stuff. We appreciate it. All that all that stuff that gets... Tell, us, tell your friends to come check us out. If D&D is your thing, uh, today's episode was definitely your thing. So uh, make sure to give us follows because it's not the only D&D content we do. We run a D&D game. It's just on a break at the moment. That's all. Um, coming up uh, tomorrow, uh, this is just... I'm just shouting out because I really like Chris Metzen and War Chief Gaming and what they're going to be doing. Tomorrow they're having... They're launching their Kickstarter for Ouroboros. So if Dungeons and Dragons is your fucking thing and and you're a big fan of Chris Metzen like I am, anybody that followed Blizzard for years would know him as the voice of Thrall. He was one of the developers that worked on WoW and Warcraft and just just in general like a really cool dude. They launched their Kickstarter tomorrow for his setting book. So make sure to check that out over on kickstarter.com. Uh, Ouroboros, Chris Metzen, Warchief Gaming. Go follow them all on Twitter. I'm shouting them out, not because they paid me to, because they didn't pay me. They don't even know I exist, but I just really like those guys. So um, check them out. Keep an eye out on Twitch just in case there's a stream. I don't know. Um, I might do something. I never know. Uh, sometimes I just get the urge to do things. Um, yeah, that's going to do it, guys, and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.